0: Hey this is a uh, magic artist Eric Deschamps and you're listening to Seven Land Hand It's Seven Land Hand oh. Oh. Brought to you Australia-wide by Good Games. Kaladesh is coming of age. Aether Revolt is here. We can make an Ornithopter for free, but will it make the other fopters jealous? Perhaps Tezzeret's touch will be exciting enough. Now that Ajani's are tired after picking up Nissa's groceries, will he be a giant lion needing a giant lion? And if Carrie her tokens get defeated, will your opponent have spanked your monkey? Paradox Engine, or is it? This is Seven Land Hand. Here with me to answer none of these questions. It's Kai, MVP of today's pod, Griffiths.
1: Well, it's uh is it really MVP? Am the only person on the team?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, easy, it's, easy. It's business. default. It's done. It's locked in. He's your trophy.
1: Manager, MVP, water boy, all rolled into one.
0: Nice speech. Aaron uh, is what? Well, no doubt sunning himself on a beach in Acapulco with those embarrassingly short speedo type yeah. bathers that he has.
1: Do you reckon he's? Uh, do you reckon he's either paying for that holiday with? Like Grand Prix winnings, or is he yeah. going into debt on the holiday that he's going to pay back the debt with Grand Prix winnings?
0: That's what he's told his girlfriend. Definitely, it's like, oh, we're paying for all of this with my uh, with my Grand Prix winnings from twenty seventeen that are about to happen. You know that? Yeah, you've heard about that. What did he win? Five hundred bucks?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could Get you nine tenths of the way to Acapulco? Yeah, sure, sure. It
0: would. Yeah, he'll definitely buy those you know, the sequins for his speedos anyway.
1: Yeah, but mm. I mean, you know, the sequin gun though costs a lot extra. So yeah. They
0: yeah. Get you. <laughs> so he writes on the, like across his ass. It's like Azar.
1: I thought. Oh, I thought I was thinking of like a thigh thing. So how is he writing oh, anything right. on the bum of the? Oh, maybe he
0: just sticks the... it straight onto the cheeks. Yeah. Anyway, we veer off. We veer off course here. What have you been up to uh, in in the world of geek? In uh, since I saw you last. Uh, oh, by the way, Aaron's not here, and we're doing a magic podcast, listener. So that's what's happening. Kai, back yes, to you. we well, can uh, geek.
1: <laughs> I pl- I played an awful lot of Ratchet and Clank, the PS4 one. Uh, oh, right. Just for kind of. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of, uh, I mean, all around a pretty good game. It's That's hard to like a
0: long-running PlayStation license, isn't it? It's, it's like a little bit after Crash Bandicoot came out, that sort of landed, I yeah. think. Yeah, so
1: Ratchet & Clank started on PS2, so I would yeah. actually more say similar era to Jack and Daxter. But okay. Um, yeah. uh, the PS4 one, I think, is a remake of either the first one or the first two put together. Uh, very nice to look at. Decent Platforming. 20 hours.
0: Is it platformy?
1: Not too much jumping, actually. Right. A lot of like funny weapons kind of combat.
0: Yeah, because I, I know I've never been able to like you know from playing back in the day full on platform games. I ne- I just like I'm averse to it. And then I played Crash Bandicoot a fair bit. Many hours were sunk into it before I realized this is a three D three uh, D platform game. And then you know I was a bit left with the bad taste in my mouth. So then when when games like Ratchet and Clank came out, I was like, meh, meh. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't going for it.
1: To, to be fair, I haven't played platformers in a very long time, so yeah. maybe maybe I've come it's fresh at it from, to you. Yeah, from that kind fresh of eyes. Angle. Yeah, but uh, apart from that, uh, it's one of those almost. what I should have prompted you before to go. Oh, how about the how's the Gwent beta? Oh, I don't want to talk about. Oh, it.
0: how is the Gwent beta going? Okay, I don't I don't want to talk about it. No, oh, is I it a, is it not good?
1: Uh, I had a sorry, I hit level ten where I'm allowed to play ranked. Uh, yeah, didn't pl- I'm not playing ranked because I will only be <laughs> allocated. What's worse than bronze? Like aluminium. Ah, like, oh,
0: just twig.
1: Yeah, just yeah, wood. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, uh, uh, just balsa.
0: The, yeah, the muddy, the muddy turf that you scrape off the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. Level. Yeah,
1: P- pretty much. You know, straw, uh, straw and mud. Yeah. Uh, rank. Uh, but it's sturdy. I did well against a bunch of people for a couple of days and then I think it was like, oh, you're pretty good at this and you're playing a lot. So now uh, I'm getting matched with other people who are allowed to play ranked who are super good. But it's interesting reading the forums though because it seems like everyone's accusing every other deck of being broken. Which oh, is, okay,
0: which, is, which means that they've lost to something and they're, they're unhappy, yeah. even though they're playing a broken deck themselves. Could, yeah. could be an insight that it's actually quite balanced.
1: I guess so, yeah. That feeling mm. that everyone's playing a <laughs> yeah. winnable thing and it really just comes down to what you yeah. draw. But I had a bit of a, a loss for a few days, uh, uh, about five games in a row. Terrible losses, massive losses. And I was just like, eh, might do something else. How does, that, it.
0: So that's good. That's a very adult way. Just remove yourself from the situation. I've been playing Titanfall 2, as I mentioned on previous pods.
1: So you're on the multiplayer now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because last time we we, we were doing one of these, i just finished the mission, right? mm Jumped onto the uh, multiplayer, and I've gone through that phase. I, I've played Titanfall 1, so I know that initial feeling of you're terrible and everyone's going to kill you, but you work through it, and that's fine. Genned up to Gen 2, genned up to Gen 3. I, I, at the end of Gen 2, I'm, I was a killing machine. I was just killing everything. Then gen, and then I gen up to Gen 3... And just for like a couple of days there, I was just, every time, you know, I was about to kill a pilot, someone off to my left would get me or, you know, a titan would just run straight over the top of me and I didn't even see it coming. And the self-talk just kicked, started kicking in and I go, I'm really not liking this game. It's making me feel like a horrible human being. Well,
1: it's <laughs> the same as uh, the last Call of Duty game I played was Advanced Warfare, which, yeah. and then I, like, same thing, tried to play about five minutes of the multiplayer. And because I <laughs> bought the game maybe two months after it came out, I was just getting. Flamed. Yeah. Every time I was like, "There's got, uh, there's got, uh, and, and, there's pr- good, uh, and I'm
0: proudly wearing my banner." It's like, "Yeah, Gen Three, man, I'm here." I've you know i got all the colours on. Like I've been playing this. And, like I sunk a lot of hours into this. I definitely have sunk a lot of hours into it. But you just got to be in this intense, super focused phase of mind, and sometimes you just haven't. You can't dig that deep.
1: Well, it's you're always going to lose out against. You know, a 14-year-old who, that's that—that's their one game <laughs> yeah, for nine know, months though. between Christmas and their birthday. Yeah. And, uh, oh, is that telling? Nine months between Christmas and their birthday? Yeah. Um It's the two, one of the two games they'll get that year. Yeah. And they come home from school and they just play that.
0: And like, the, the other frightening insight that Timefall 2 has given me, and, like, you know, haven't been, haven't been drinking any beer since Christmas, that's it, done. No, not doing it, right? Maybe beer and pizza show later on this year, I'll, I'll start again. But... If I have beer whilst playing Titanfall 2, totally different situation. Pre-beer, sitting there going, I'm the worst guy in the universe. Self-talk kicks in. You're, you're terrible. You're like, how can, how can you even exist with yourself? Have you seen how bad you are at this game? Look at that guy. He just killed you. <laughs> you're nothing. Have a beer. Just go into the zone. Just disappear and float off into the world of wherever Titanfall 2 takes place. Next minute, I'm winning. I'm the best guy on the team. I'm winning games. I'm
1: scoring like 150. I no the, self-talk
0: at all. I'm just like, yeah, I'm the, I'm cool, man. This is great.
1: I got the same way with snooker when I lived in Germany for a couple of months. <laughs> the right. so family I lived with had... So is, is snooker geeky? I don't know. I'm sure there's snooker yeah. geeks out yeah, there. Yeah, oh definitely. Have you seen those yeah. guys? You know, Come oh, mate that, uh, that new cue um, they released, that's an inch longer. It's going it's <laughs> to change the meta, let me tell you. Okay, um, I'll take it
0: back. No, we don't want to hear about uh, pool, pool geek stuff, right? <laughs> the, meta,
1: the meta of pool. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just all I did, I'd come home from uni and because it was terrible weather, I'd either have a beer with some friends on the way home and, yeah. and I would just shoot pool or whatever because there's not much time left in the day after I'd come in, when the sun goes down at 5.30. Uh, and <laughs> what the hell madness was that? And, uh, but then when I'd play socially, at the end of my first beer, I'd have like two good games. Yeah. By the time I was about 40% of the way through the second beer, started to drop off. So there's oh, definitely like, there's no. like a peak there and then I think you start to get a bit slow and, and beery. There's, there's
0: no, there's no drop off for me. It's terrible, I'm, and I'm worried about it. It's a it's a horrible insight. I thought, no, I've got to do this as my true self, or just walk away from the game, like you did with Gwen. Just realize this isn't for me. So at the moment, I'm in that pushing on, trying to do it as as uh, water drinking David.
1: Mm. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Gwent's not for me. I might, I might go back. I'm Actually, now that I've talked about it, I kind of feel like playing a few games. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: let's shut this down and go play some Gwent. Yep. Oh, no. But this Aether Revolt is out. Oh well, What we're going to try and do is I'm going to really try and get this out before the weekend. We're Well, it's Wednesday before the pre-release so we're yep. recording this, and we haven't got Aaron, so we're going to make our best run at some of these cards. We're going to card an, an Allies, mm-hmm. uh, see how we go. He's given us 10... This is how we're going to kick off the show in a bit. We're going to... Uh, He's given us 10 cards, seven of which are absolute bombs, three uh, disgusting plants that he's trying to trick us with. We don't know. We've got a a very dodgy uh, second hand envelope that he's uh, sticky taped back up, which has got the answers inside as to which the three dodgy cards are. So we'll go through those. We've got, talk about a band list, the new cards. We've got crazy combos that we've noticed and. Recent history that we can boy. talk about Dem combos. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about not- noteworthy rares and mythics. We've got a bit about. We'll talk about revolt and improvise, new mechanics. And uh, oh, I, won't, I won't drop the bomb with us. There's something else as well. We're talking about some uh, flavor absentees. Perhaps we could say. Ooh.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, sounds, anything else? Sounds like a riveting podcast, apart from the yeah. fact that you and I know absolutely nothing about what we're talking about. Ex-
0: exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look forward to the comment section for this podcast, right? Everyone's going to jump on board and go, come on, guys, what are you thinking? Oh, Aaron's Choc- going to be, uh, the next show is going to be bad because Aaron's going to be back and just like saying, guys, come on.
1: It's chock full, full to the brim of information correctness of which is yeah.
0: dubious so, so listener, you will have to be as vigilant as we are we'll try our best to get this right but maybe there's some flaws in what thinking that you'll have to uh maybe yeah. we're
1: getting in on that like fake news clickbait thing that's such a big uh, such a big Oi. thing at the moment
0: yeah yeah maybe uh anything else in we can geek oh i've got i've got one more thing this is important actually seven line hand board games team post uh, we did the New Angeles game which inspired Matt to post this who's your favorite android superstar of all time everybody's jumping on the data bandwagon right and I, I don't want
1: to I kind of hate data to be honest
0: yeah, yeah me too like, and you know what Jamie got on there and he used a seven land hand vote to vote for data and I'm strongly opposed to that so I had to go on there and say no no my vote is for Roy from Blade Runner you know he's he's the guy and I scanned through there's only one other person that voted for Roy Sitting across the table from me right now.
1: Yeah, boy! So
0: this, this is the, the Roy, Roy Batty fan club, and we'd like some more members. So if you're listening to this, get on Seven Land Hand, at the, the face, Facebook uh, page, and vote for Roy. I mean, come on, man. Look at that hair. Yeah. Look at that determination.
1: That ad-libbed poetry.
0: Yeah, the dove-holding in the rain. Yeah, mean, that's poetic. What a day to every do. It's just,
1: it's just there for a long time. I think it's just that familiarity breeds comfort kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I can't understand all... why everyone's so oh. excited about him. I mean, yeah, yeah. Worry. I have to turn off my
1: emotions chip. Yeah, analyse yeah. it clearly. Ah, oh, whatever.
0: Yeah, like Roy had a definite timeline. He was working against the clock, man. And then you know he, he got a bit of self awareness there. He didn't kill Deckard at the end. No spoilers there. Well, he's going to be in the in the follow up, isn't he?
1: Well, uh, yeah, oh. I guess. Mm.
0: There's, some good, there's some good talk, actually. Maybe we'll talk about Neats and Twos. Had a long conversation with a guy on, um, I don't know if I'll be able to find it to, to just now, on the Facebook page. He, he was talking about Deckard being the, uh, you know, the, the the best Android he's ever seen, you know, because everyone's banking on the fact that this is what's going to happen in the in the sequel. And, um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good chat. And then we got talking about, uh, I'm trying, trying to find his name here as we're talking. Uh, we got talking about, how he's going to demand a Han Solo death scene for um, for Deckard. Is Deckard. that
1: is, ha- is, is Han Solo. Is, um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford going to be the new Sean Bean? Is Sean Bean suddenly... Yeah, like, I He's think passed so. on the curse. He's not going to have to die and everything, but I, it's going to be Harrison Ford.
0: I think he's going to want to come back, and he's, he's going to come back and be Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, Indiana Jones, and do the deathbed scene when he's 90 and say, oh, this is my final story, boy, young Indiana. Go on this adventure, and he'll die. And then... Ultimate Han Solo, Harrison Ford, I should say, Harrison Ford performance. He'll just die for real, which is uh, uh, yeah. which on the set,
1: like oh. right then he's actually dying. It could be that'd ultimate be genius, method, method cinema.
0: Wow, that'd be good to look. For. I'd tune into that. No, I wouldn't. That'd be awful. Uh, Tim Tabor, Tim Tabor, a good, good, good uh, thread. He starts off his question by saying, personally, I would have, I would have to vote for Deckard, Deckard um, from from Blade Runner and then there's a good chat underneath that if anyone wants to read it and jump in and that's some good stuff Tim full of knowledge try to keep up there um, anyway that's kind of like early Neats and Toys shall we uh, play some music get back and uh, see what cards uh, Aaron has put aside for us yeah. try to fool us with
1: well I mean you are pointing a big gun at me so I have to agree So that's not a gun advert
0: just because Aaron would say that advert hey everyone Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the board game we review. We're not reviewing any board games today because this is your MTG solid 7 land hand dose. Um, what we did do, though, was uh, we reviewed New Angeles uh, at the beginning of the month, and that's going to last all of January, New Angeles from Fantasy Flight. So all throughout the month, and while stocks last, Good Games are giving 7 land hand listeners 10% off New Angeles. All you have to do is bargain a deal at your local Good Games store by telling them this month's password... Kai Paper crane Paper crane it is. Um, yeah so this January all the all month long What's wrong? Oh pa- paper crane
1: Paper crane well hang on are you making yeah. a blade runner reference?
0: Yeah that was a blade runner reference that uh, Jamie brought up.
1: Well, it's uh, that's a tinfall unicorn.
0: tin tinfoil unicorn in Blade Runner. It the, the guy makes is actually a unicorn. Yep. And it's made out of tinfoil, isn't it? Look, I'll it just makes show a lot you. of sense. I'll
1: just show you a picture.
0: Oh my God, that is a tinfoil. Wow, it's got four legs. That's, incre- that's way better than a paper crane. Okay, so all of January, tinfoil unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go with that if you feel like. You know, do some origami in front of the staff. That'd impress them, wouldn't it? Just go rock up with a tinfoil unicorn.
1: Woof. Yeah, and no, and no like, look, I made a cloud when you just scrunch up a piece of paper.
0: No, no, it's got to it has got to be a paper crane or a tinfoil unicorn.
1: Mm.
0: All right, so this January, 10% off. Paper crane. Tinfoil
1: unicorn. Paper crane. Tinfoil unicorn. <laughs> look,
0: look, let's bust. Well, let's, sort of. Let's bust an Aaron's list.
1: <laughs> bust an
0: Aaron! <laughs> ah! Perfect. That's how you bust an Aaron. What he's done, if uh, this is a bit of a departure from my usual format, he has given us 10 cards here from the forthcoming... Because this podcast is coming out before the pre-release for Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt set—that's where these cards are all from, all of them. So, all ten are awesome cards, apparently, except for three total duds, which is trying to trick us using his intelligence.
1: Well, we're, we're hoping that by osmosis, we've absorbed some sense for what's a good card.
0: Well, after years of training, I think this is where it pays off, isn't it? Because we can go, "No, sensei, this is this is these are the good cards; these are the bad cards." Personally,
1: so. personally, I'd rather just jump on his sword and pluck his eye out, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Kill Bill? Anybody? Hey. No, no. All right, um,
0: All right. so we'll start from the top. Uh, we've got the cards in front of us here. Um, card number one is Carrie Zev, a Skyship Raider. She's one in a mountain for a legendary creature who's a human pirate. She's rare. She's a 1-3. Okay, you Ready? She's a first strike. She's got menace. Whenever Karyzev Skyship Raider attacks, create a legendary 2-1 red monkey creature token named Ragavan. that's tapped and attacking. That's a lot of info for a token, isn't
1: it? Well, uh, um, we've seen this with Captain's Clause. But...
0: Uh, what, what did we send it in?
1: Captain's Clause does this for core ally tokens.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. What, they had a name? I used to run a deck on that. Like... Oh, all right. No, I missed that one. Uh, exile that token at the end of combat. So you get a... You got a legendary creature, and you get a legendary token. They're really covering their backs here. That's like, there's no double ups. You can't have two of these cards. You can't have two of these tokens. This is, and you're going to exile the monkey at the end of the, the end of your turn, right? End of combat. Mm. Whoa, at the exit that token at the end of combat. So you'd
1: chuck the monkey
0: in there, and he's just going <laughs> to go. There go. What what do you feel about this one?
1: I like initially I really like this and I think yep. this will see some interesting play maybe with other stuff that's like whenever a creature enters the battlefield if you've got something else to trigger that there. Yes, yeah. Um, I did consider that bit. It would be a great card I think if it had haste instead of first strike. Um you know, it's yeah, he 's because first strike dud, but yeah,
0: because what what does first strike bring you if it's a one? It's it, the menace thing is interesting because if you get loads of chumpy blocky stuff happening in your first strike one, you're going to take down that guy that's just like a, a one one, and there's a two two, and he's just going to ah, screw it. I'm going to chump in there. That one one's going to get boom wiped out. Then the two two's going to hit you. You got three toughness.
1: Hey, I'm I'm sticking the, around. The three toughness I think is the best bit, and particularly yeah. because you're generating the monkey, which is a two one. Yeah, so it's got more attack power, but then. Do I throw enough people in to block the menace, or do I block the monkey that's slightly more powerful? This might be a weak card that does a lot of legwork early game. Maybe you get three or four hit points out of it. It's the uh, menace early that on. makes
0: it's the menace that makes this interesting, isn't it? Because it's it's two cost, but essentially when you're attacking, you're gonna get well. What's that? Three four is yeah. is sitting there on the board, which is great for two mana. And, and
1: uh, turn three, if you've got an extra creature when you swing to attack, you're playing red to get that extra yeah. creature out.
0: Uh, if you're blocking with him, that's, there's nothing wrong there, is it? Because his first strike one 3 you choose who you're picking off. You could, uh, yeah, even if you, even if you, you double block, you know that first strike is going to take the guy down a notch before your other guy gets his, gets to punch him. You could you could do some. you,
1: could, that, well, you don't. Well, you don't get any monkey when you block.
0: No, no, no. But I'm just saying the 1-3, if you, if you double block with one of your other cards... Oh, true, true. The first strike's going to knock down their toughness by, you know, by one, and then you've only got to deal with the remainder with your other card, so that could help you chump a little bit better or double block a little bit better.
1: I think, I think this card would go okay in draft. I don't know if yeah. the first pick... Uh, I don't, I would not play it in Constructed, but again, this is the David and Kai David and Kaya, no, oh, absolutely. Aaron. Absolutely, always, always podcast, with the ding, so. This yeah. is, uh, yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> please do not take any advice that is given without the presence of Aaron. Like,
0: I've, I've, got, I've got the, yeah, Aaron will be here uh, next pod just to explain uh, where we went wrong. But I was thinking there's, there's also that other way you approach these sort of cards. We say, uh, if you're behind, is it going to stabilize the board? Is it going to turn it around and win it for you? I don't yeah. know if it is because if you'd be, to be permanent, wouldn't you? Yeah, because if you're behind, then you the person's probably got enough cards as to oh menace. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to just rock in there with my. For servo counters and just say goodbye to that card, and And, and that's the end of the whole mission.
1: And to prelude, maybe our chat about combos. I don't see a lot in this that I could combo off of. That might be an idiot kind of opinion, but it doesn't have one of those abilities that's like oh, enters the battlefield. uh, Yeah, but enters the battlefield. I feel is not particularly prominent at the minute.
0: Yeah, I haven't had time. That's one of the shortcomings of of what cards I have looked at for either revolt. I haven't had a look at what's you know the the combo effects that you can happen have so. So maybe this is really just from a draft approach, like how people are going to approach it on a sealed, with a sealed mindset this weekend is if there's lots of end of the battlefield effects. I think that was a, that was a good point that you've made there. Um, but I, I think that's going to be one of his good cards. What do you reckon?
1: Oh, it's one of those, it could go either way, right? He could either go, no, nah, it's middling yeah. because of everything we talked about. Oh, no, about. I, oh, I the think he said that these like are that.
0: all good except for three.
1: Well, I mean, when it's revealed in the end. Yeah, yeah. This, this could be a middling card that it's just not great. It's just not that terrible. Yeah. Like, it's, if the token was permanent, that'd be fantastic. Oh, but yeah, and
0: you just keep on making loads of monkeys. That's the thing as well. It's a monkey token. Sounds but, but stupid. It's
1: a, but it's a ledge token with a name. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know, that it's bizarre. See, yeah. and we get conf- we're getting confused because the monkey has a name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. All right, look. Well, we've, we've set the groundwork there. That's card number one. Okay. Card number two is heroic intervention. It's one and a green for an instant. It's rare. Permanents you control gain hex proof and indestructible until the end of turn. How do you feel about this one?
1: Uh this will definitely I think see constructed play for sure. Because okay. uh well Green's Green's whole thing is Build this massive creature, and then I finally draw like unlicensed disintegration or something like that, and I go, "Oh, sweet! I can f- I can kill off that twelve twelve Hydra before he mashes me to death with it." Yeah, and they go, "Oh no, everything's hexproof and indestructible. Suck it!" Like,
0: but does this? I've this is my shortest r- uh, notes that I've made on this card. Heroic Intervention, Fog. Don't be stupid. This is a fog card. It's just got more words involved. I can't understand how they've even put it at rare. I feel like I'm missing something here. They're saying everybody has got hexproof and indestructible. That's essentially fog, right? At instant speed.
1: Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, this kind of ting, tingles my... Maybe in a set and a half's time, there's going to be something about removing permanents a lot. But um, Yeah, removal cards. We've had them for ages. Yeah, but I mean, other things. Lands, you know, we've seen some artifacts, much more artifact-specific removal recently uh, for, for Aetherworld and that kind of thing. But look... I actually, I actually think this is good. You it's relatively it's good cheap. One. It's one and a green. It's cheap enough to hold that mana back for an instant. Green is always going to have that spare mana. That's good. This is
0: what we're here for, is a disagreement on which of the crap cards. So it's sort of like, you're happy with heroic intervention, not so happy with carrie Zev. I'm reasonably happy that I think Aaron's picked Karri Zev, not even looking at heroic intervention. Mm. All right, let's move on to card number three, which does get me pondering as well. Uh, okay. Were of Intervention is. No,
1: were of Invention.
0: Were. What did I say? Intervention? Yeah. yeah I just come out from work. Yeah. <laughs> of, no, actually, I've come back from the group. Were of Invention is X and Three Island X. Uh, so that's what it's going to cost you. Three Islands and X. That hot
1: Triple Island action. Ooh, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> triple. Yeah, same. It's not Triple X and One Island. Mm. You know what I'm talking about there? No, no. X and Three Islands for a rare instant or another instant card. And it's got the improvised mechanic, which we'll get into a bit later on, but the artifacts can help cast this spell. You just, you just tap in your artifacts to cast, to give yourself one mana, one colorless mana. So that can only contribute to the X value, not the three island values. Um, for that, you get to search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. How do you feel about this one, Kai? Uh,
1: initially, read, yeah. that, read that card text and I was like, Oh, that could be really great. Uh, yeah. Particularly if you're playing something artifact heavy, vehicles or something like that, and you're like, I'm looking for my, you know, DePalo or something. Uh, sorry, uh, you're looking for, you know, your bomb vehicle. Yeah, or something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're like, need to go find that card. Um, you know, something like your Oval Chase Dragster or something like that, you put it on the battlefield. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, or Fleet Wheel Somewhere. Cruiser, which is a creature when it comes in and attack, get that attack on haste. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but it costs so damn much! Yeah, I know, right? Three blue! So
0: if you're dropping a four...
1: But, no, but I, I ta- you're tapping artifacts down and paying three blue to By go the time find you've got, another artifact.
0: And it's all blue. It's not like... Yeah, it's, it's three islands, right? So you're playing if you're playing a blue deck on turn three, even if you spent all of your time, which you'd have to do to make this card work, all artifact cards... All the way through your deck. Living like, colors. Or generating or fabricating like crazy, right? So you could have, say, three or four artifacts by the time you've got the three islands ready to go, which means you could catch something six or seven. This is perfect scenario, right? What are we looking for at six or seven, you know? Mana bomb that's an artifact or a vehicle, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And you'd have to have it. So... If you, you know, this is the you know, so in in draft format. This would be bonkers to play this, right? Because yeah.
1: you have you just won't be able to get what, that. What many. are you going to do? Have a whole bunch of puzzle knots and then go looking for Aetherworks Marvel? Like
0: <laughs> you'd have to announce <laughs> at the table. Go, Look, everyone, uh, we're going to draft. Uh, I've just got this whir of invention, and I'd really appreciate it if you just let all of the uh, in, uh, artifacts cycle around to me because I'm going to have to need I'm going to need them all, right? Yeah. But how many times have you you drafted and you're just gasping for creatures? You know, you're just like I just need creatures. I'm like I think I'm playing like blue and black, and I just don't have enough creatures. And that I'm just you just grabbing any old crap right yeah. this is going
1: to be like that and there's not a lot of strong art I'd... this this makes me think of part of the water veil which was in battle for zendikar with yeah. the first set i played with and i was like holy crap this amazing card that lets me take another turn after my turn before that became a really big controversial thing yeah. um
0: that is that's an awesome
1: thing however well that is that is a great thing and yeah.
0: two goes two goes one that after that cost the cost four
1: and two blue Oh, right. Yeah. And I just... When you play... I think when you play blue, and as much as I detest myself for the amount of blue that I've played, because um, I'm not enough of a hoodie-wearing, salty yeah, yeah. baby... Um, Jace. Just say Jace. Yeah. I'm not enough of a Jace. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> blue, I feel like you're better off just holding that mana back. Like, there's so many things you could cast for one and two blue. You could, you, that could be your void shadow going to waste. Particularly yeah. that late in the game, you're going to have yeah, enough artefacts. You're, tapping, artifacts you're tapping
0: all your artefacts so you can't even use them that round. And you'll also be thinking... Well, think of all the cards that I could have cast in my first three turns that are way better than these crappy mm-hmm. artifacts that I've just dragged into this deck, so that I can, you know, grab. Why don't you just the, play Glintnest
1: Crane, so you've got the artifact in your hand for later? Like, there you go. Stuff like that. Just you know, you you lose a step there, but you're also not wasting this huge amount of tapping and land uh, tapping and mana.
0: And you need and you need the artifacts
1: to support this card.
0: So yeah, I've definitely got this. I think this is the third. I've got this as the th- third weak card, as it needs a specific deck. So, in in draft format, I don't think you can do it.
1: In in constructed, I don't think anyone's going to let enough artifacts sit around for doing that. You're going to be dead by the time you've got enough artifacts to make it worthwhile.
0: Exactly, right? So, yeah, I think that one's, I think that one, we agree on that one. Yeah. That one's definitely going to the combined list. Okay. That's a crap pile. Circle on that. That's on the crap pile. All right. Making a comeback now, I believe. Scrapper champion. Scrapper champion is three in a mountain. For a creature who's a human artificer. Uh, he comes in at Uncommon and he's a 2 2. What's that? Three in a mountain for a 2 2? Yeah, but this guy, double strike. Ho <laughs> oh, baby. Right there, if you can include the double strike as part of the sort of the vanilla test, which is a little bit, but that, that's, that's great, right? Four, four mana for a, something that's doing four, four, you know, four damage, tough four, you know, four, four damage and has two toughness. That's you know, it's fantastic, right? But there's more. When Scrapper Champion enters the battlefield, you get two energy. Yeah, that's still around. And whenever Scrapper Champion attacks, you pay two energy. And if you do, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Not until the end of turn, you put it on it, full stop. And he's got double strike. So he will become a 3-3 three, three with double strike.
1: Six. I, can, I can see this replacing Voltaic Brawler in that green-red energy deck. 'Cause I think right. Voltaic Brawler gets the buff until end of turn. I will check the gatherer for all our loyalists. Yeah. But um... This guy's this
0: guy's weighing in I, I was I was like really impressed. My, my my thoughts on it was four cost for a double strike two two vanilla equal it's it's fantastic, right? You get the two energy, even if you've got no intention of uh, using it or having an energy deck, you should use that two energy to make this guy three three and you're done. If that's all the only energy action you're doing. A three-three with double strike—that's that's pretty powerful, and it's you know it's uh you know uh, what's it that's it's hitting on turn five. There's a four drop. Um,
1: I yeah, wonder so if maybe it's too little, too late. Like if you've got the spare energy, turn four, turn five, you're doing something much more interesting with it.
0: Yeah, it, did, it does have that uh, when Scrapper Champion attacks, you can pay the two energy you put on it. So, so it's not like the Cubs, you know, where you can just go, oh, I've got all this mana, let's just pour it into this guy, and he just becomes nuts. Yeah. Owen, or Owen. Even, Owen. I
1: went and checked Voltaic Brawler, who's a green and a red, so he's a, he's a forest and a mountain. Yeah. Uh, and when he enters the battlefield, you get two, so we're kind of the same here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever Voltaic Brawler attacks, you may pay one energy. If Ooh. you do, it gets plus one, plus one, and gains trample to the end of turn. End I don't turn. think it's going to re- replace Voltaic Brawler. That, and Trample. And Victo- Voltaic Brawler is a 3-2 on turn two.
0: Hmm. But this guy keeps getting bigger.
1: Keeps getting bigger four turns in. Yeah, A bit yeah, late, yeah. Bit late so you're probably going to have
0: two or three cracks at him at best.
1: He's an artificer, so unless your, your goal oh. is to be playing the goggles and stuff like that. Get the like goggles
0: that. on him straight away. Don't know. Or, sh- or her. Is it her? A- yeah, sure. Let's... Yeah
1: i'm going to say that 's a, a late oh no i 've seen a bigger version of this picture, sorry we 're looking at like wallet sized photos everybody yeah uh, I actually really like the art for this because she 's got like cybernetic arms and I 'm like like extra arms that oh, are, yeah like, attached that's to a, a long long
0: way away from her body that spear
1: yeah mm. no I'm, I'm a big fan of the art on this card, and I do believe it is a woman and badass women in cards uh, i'm down for that
0: well I, one of my points about were of invention was that I, th- I like the picture it 's very badass in its own right, and I believe that's a female artist as well. Um, can't tell you who it is because the writing's too small. So, how do we feel about Scrapper Champion? Uh, it's
1: definitely not one of the dud ones. No, no.
0: I, I said it's Thriving Champion. I was very excited about this. I put nothing in my cons column. Uh, I was super pumped. So, I'll be super embarrassed if that's one of the duds and he explains why.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I kind of want to put asterisk question mark because it just feels like it's too late if in If you game. make
0: them, you've got to be com- fully committed. You know, you, there's only three bad ones and the rest of them, Aaron Graham, are certified bombs. Yeah. So, you know. I'm, um... It's not a dud card, this one. Come on. Get behind scrap a Champion.
1: I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it's not. I've got other things that I'd rather put the, yeah. the dud label on.
0: All right. Well, that was card four. So, at the moment, we've agreed on Worry of Invention. Uh, number five, Consulate Dreadnought. It costs you one. Hey, hey, it's an artifact. It's a vehicle. And it costs you one. And guess how tough it is. How powerful it is. It's a 7-11 for one. <laughs> Happy days. 7-11. Uh, it's Crew 6. That's about it. It's got some flavor text on it. Consulate Dreadnought. One cost 7 Power 11 toughness crew six. Where are you going to get six from in a hurry?
1: My uh. there's only one, there's
0: only one answer to this. My second point on this one that I made, I could put one cost that's a good thing, like cheap cards. My third point was big body seven, 11. You're happy with that? But my second point, well, my but it was do. Do we have a Siege
1: Modifications? Which, for everyone listening, is a one red-red enchantment aura, enchant creature or vehicle. As long as its Enchanted Permanent is a vehicle, it's a creature in addition to its other types. Enchanted yeah. Creature gets... So essentially you don't have to crew it, it just becomes a creature as well. Yeah, yeah. Enchanted Creature gets plus three, plus zero, and has First Strike. Ten, eleven, with First Strike. What was that? What's uh, Siege Modifications? Three mana? Uh, yep, one
0: red-red. On turn three... You're hitting for 10, 11, which you get excited about, right? However, this guy's got no evasion. He's just crawling across the battlefield. You just stick a 1-1 in front of him. Yeah, who cares? Nothing's going to happen. You're going to be looking for that trample. I can only see this fitting into... But that's another card that you're going to need.
1: You know, yeah. and It's all
0: supporting this. And, and you're going to have to have Siege modifications to make this work. Otherwise, you're tapping out 7 power to make this guy run, and then you get your
1: 7-11. It, pff, this it, is... Garbage. It's blocked by whatever, and it's got... Even if they're using it for blocking, once they put siege modifications on it and give it first strike just to block with, it's just got a huge just remove me, remove yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be and a- it's an artifact, so fragmentizer will get it. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Uh, um,
0: yeah, the amount of effort you've got to go through to make this work, it looks great. I mean, we all get excited about that number, but that's why it's one cost and it's seven power, 11 toughness, because there's, it's a trap.
1: Yeah, I'm I mean, sure. even... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of some really low-power creature removal stuff. I mean, you know, certain things that are still in standard, like Thought Not Seer, uh, Transgress the Mind are going to... Uh, yeah, not Transgress the Mind, Actually, it's as soon not as you make it into a creature CNC. full-time,
0: it, you, can, you can hit it with any creature removal as
1: well. Yeah, well, I mean, you could take it out of the hand. It's, yeah, unless you... Or so you're... if there's any there's, any, um,
0: there's cards, you know, like, um, like later on, not to jump too far ahead, but like Caught in the Brights, right? Enchant Creature. So you could enchant the creature because it's a creature at all times now, because you've just put Siege Modifications on it. And we're only saying this card's good if you get Siege Modifications. You don't get Siege Modifications, it's just crap. That's, that's, right? not, a, that's not a combo,
1: that's a Band-Aid on yeah, an average exactly. card. Yeah,
0: it, it, look, it, looks, it looks very exciting when you do it, and I bet you somebody is going to do it, and it's going to end up like Theros, where they just start throwing cards at it to give it Hexproof, and then evasion and of some sort. That's and what I'm like wondering, if it's just going to go target. into
1: something like either the modules deck that I've been trying to figure out, uh, which has ended up being something totally different to what I thought it was (laughs) going to be. It's turned into like an energy Thopters deck. Um, Or it's going to go into the green, red, uh, what I've heard called Poisonless Infect, but the energy deck with Voltaic with electrostatic Uh, pummel. And you're going to use one of your buffs that gives its trample as well. I'm trying to remember the name of that green buff that does that. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make mints or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: they're all, all the same sort. There's the, the green you know, pump. Give plus three, plus
1: three and trample. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, in which case, if you can get that trample on it as well, shit could go wrong. It's I mean, Theros, with green, then. you might be able to generate... A high enough power creature, or a couple of three threes, to crew it up, and then and then trample. But this is all so. This many is all if if if
0: if if, yeah, if. exactly. And so you years. get it. You get this guard card working perfectly. You've got like two 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 enchantments on it, and then someone just goes and knocks it over with an enchantment, or just or just um, you know cuts its legs off with some kind of uh, a malfunctiony kind of deal. It's just, yeah. yeah. Or just an so like like A for like a
1: meltdown. What? Yeah, anything like you can't that. Can't untap, like.
0: Yeah, that's it. See you later. A blocker and, and then you can't untap. Yeah, it. and you've spent X hundred thousand mana getting it to that state and then it just gets shut down by a, like a two to four mana card. But it's an
1: uncommon and if we've learned anything from a Smuggler's Copter, hoard them uncommon vehicles. Uh, there could be something in the next <laughs> set that just breaks
0: this wide open. All right, so do we agree that one's junk? Yeah, it's, it's that's garbage. Butthole right. of the card. The card tricks you as well because it kind of looks like that's a flying boat kind of thing. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's like a console flagship type of deal. That's going to that's be flying. It's yeah. not flying. If it had an auxiliary effect, maybe it'd be worth it for the one manner When it enters the battlefield, do something else. But it just doesn't. I wonder if the flavor has got a clue. It's like they planted another bastion right in the middle of the harbour.
1: Bastion's just the console headquarters. Is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, so it's just come in there and it's just... Just a huge lump in the middle of the city. Is yeah. that what I'm saying?
1: Right. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but if I've read enough of the fiction, Bastion is just the consulate headquarters.
0: Right. And card number six uh, Airdrop Aeronauts. It's three and two planes for a creature who's a dwarf scout. It's four three. And guess what? This guy's got it flying, he's got evasion. He's also got revolt, which is a, a mechanic we'll talk about later. When airdrop aeronauts enters as the battlefield of a permanent you control left the building this left the building left the battlefield this turn you gain
1: five life. All right, it's That's, a it's a four th- it's a five drop four three with flying. Boom, and I'm it's ha- a dwarf. Happy with that? Happy with that? So you can get buffs from Depala and, and dwarf buffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see this it's more helping to crew something than doing a lot of legwork really. on its own.
0: Look, I'd be happy with a five five mana, four, three, flyer, just leave it at that. Yeah. If, if something's died, I'm playing this in my second um, second main phase anyway, I get five incidental life, eh, Well, so what? That's cool.
1: Yeah, and that five not life quite, quite important.
0: Yeah, but I'm not banking on that. I'm just yeah. happy if it happens. Uh, if not, hey, my guys have survived. That means good. That means they're there for next round.
1: Particularly with the amount of flicker going on in standard at the moment in general and in this set, Aether Revolt's got a lot of just take this off the field and put it back uh, effect. I feel like I've seen a lot then... Yeah, you know, if you because it says if a permanent you control oh, that yeah, doesn't say went to into the graveyard. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. So
1: this could just be a flicker machine. Maybe you flicker something else out. Play Airdrop Aeronauts, get the life,
0: or any of your revolt cards. You can yeah. you can flick something back in and out, and then cast a revolt.
1: I, I almost oh, wonder it's... if you could return Airdrop Aeronauts to your hand. Would that also be a permanent left the battlefield this turn, and then you play it again and get its own effect off of its own life? If you've
0: got ten mana to play, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not a good. You know, no. well, you
1: know, there's there's cheaper things. Uh, you know, select for inspection. That's Just crazy. That's a crazy idea. You're one spending blue.
0: ten mana to get ten life. Don't do that.
1: No, no way. One you blue, said... select for inspection, return target card to its
0: owner's hand. Yeah, no, but then you you're casting Airdrop Aeronauts again. You said.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And you're only getting ten. Like, you don't don't go hunting for life. That's like the stupidness. No, I mean of,
1: just like do that on the next turn.
0: Yeah.
1: Just like use it as flying blocking.
0: Let's not. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a new kind of frustrating blue white flash. Because then
0: he's also is he's, then you never get to fly across a battlefield and him in the face for four. You know that's I, I reckon that's pretty good. But also on the other on downside of things, I was like, it is is five mana, and is there better cards in this in this set for the, for that cost? Uh, but I think in limited, you you'd be happy with the sort of card. All Day every day,
1: uh, yeah. I'd take it in limited,
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that's kind of the angle we're taking, so I think that gets through. Glint number seven of ten, glint sleeve siphoner is one in a swamp for a creature who's a human rogue. Uh, that's rare, yeah, that's rare. He's got menace and he's a 2 1. Whenever glint sleeve siphoner enters the battlefield or attacks, you get an energy at the beginning of your upkeep. Upkeep, you may keep. Two energy. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm Mate. reading this. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay two energy. If you do, draw a card and you lose one life. So this guy is going to get you one energy every time he enters a battlefield or attacks. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you can pay two to get yourself a card at the cost of one life. And he's got menace and he hits for 2-1. How do you feel about this guy?
1: Um, I think he's interesting. It's, card draw is always a strange beast in black. Yeah, um, usually
0: costs you a bit, like, the life. Yeah. yeah, it makes
1: me think of Vampiric Rites, which was sacrifice a creature, gain one life, draw a card. Uh, that's a okay, battle yeah. for Zendikar, and probably numerous other things. I think that was a reprint. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, enters the battlefield, or attacks, and you get... Oh, and it's a 2-1, it's 2-1 for 2. You get an energy, when it enters the battlefield, 2 energy. I mean, it could be good if you're running an energy deck that has black in it. You can get that card draw going... It's, it's good if... You, it, I think it's good at two-drop. Like, it's not a game-changer. Yeah. You know, menace on turn, turn three, when it, when it can
0: turn... But, you know, like turn four or five, you know, you draw it. You know, you, you're going, oh, man, I've got a 2-1 with Menace again. You're probably looking at a board state where it's not going to worry about that too much. Um, so you get your one energy. Could, that could help. Maybe it becomes a chump blocker. Mm. If you get him out early enough, maybe you can get a few extra cards... And you don't really care, you know. You you start off with twenty life, and you pay two or three life, get three extra cards. That's a huge advantage, right, early on. Mm. And I think he might live that long because of the menace thing, right. Because you're going to feel really shitty about go, I've got to block this guy with two guys just to get rid of him. And he's got another, you know, you've got your, you, maybe you've got a one drop or another two drop or your third drop's out by then. It's like, I have to spend two guys just to get rid of that guy and I'm letting the other guys in. Is this going to make your blocking decisions a bit confused?
1: Well, true. And that lets you engineer different things. I mean, maybe that's yeah. the case of. Maybe it's, even though it's a two-drop, you play it for lack of anything better to do on, on turn four or turn five, and, uh, or sorry, turn three or turn four, and you're attacking with a few creatures uh-huh. and they elect to not block him. And just go, oh, I'll just chuck a buff on that, like an instant or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's... And you get, I mean, you get the energy to say card. it's attack. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just It's just not much energy. I think they've... I think maybe when they this card in its first draft would have had you get two energy when it enters the battlefield, and then it pays for its own card <laughs> the next right. time they, maybe they've taken yeah, it off. Yeah, it
0: doesn't pay for its own ability. That's that's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that one will pass the pass the grade though. Yeah, I know. mean,
1: I could see it getting flickered with other stuff. Why? Just you know, it's only a two drop. You could be using someone else's ability to make it enter and leave, and just actually use it as a dynamo more than anything, just to generate just power. To
0: generate power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm I'm giving it a passing grade. I think Aaron will like that one.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah.
0: All right, next card. This is, he's hit me right in the weak spot here. Gifted Aetherborn. He's two swamps, two black, for a 2-3. That's great. He's an uncommon creature, Aetherborn vampire. Love all of this. This is great. And he's got death touch and lifelink. How can this be wrong? This is this hits me right in the sweet spot. I love this kind of card. I love anything with Death Touch.
1: I know it's not a popular evasion card or a popular, you know, ability, but oh, I, I, mean, I love this. When you've got it on a on a cheap mana cost or something like that, and the number of number of times where I've blocked an enemy's you know bomb ass creature attacking just with like. Um uh, fathom feeder or something like that, and just be like, oh, yeah, just blo- oh, and it has has life link. Uh, I mean, it has death touch. So yeah, bye. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> I know but it stops people from. It just confuses. It confuses me. You know, when someone's got death touch, it's like oh, I don't want to swing in there. He's just gonna just throw that guy. You can chump block with this, and he's gonna get two life, and he's just gonna kill anything. This guy works really well late in the game. This guy's not uncommon. I reckon he's better than some of these
1: rares. Well. It- I'm inclined to agree, it's probably, it's probably better than Glint Sleeve Siphoner quite easily. And I wonder if maybe the overall... Yeah, for the same
0: part. It's, it's, the, it's the mana cost where it's two swamps and it's not yeah. colourless in a swamp. But, That's um, a tricky bit.
1: I wonder if this is going to be a bit of the black theme and I'm even going to have a bit of a, a scroll through of, I think, I, of black I think... in, in Aether Revolt that it's lots of things with menace and death touch. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oh, what do I block? Because I'm screwed every which way, and depending on what I block.
0: I don't think the um, the 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 black black's too much to worry about, really, because even if he comes down later in the game, I think this guy can still have an effect. Like if if you've got your total bomb, your your opponent's got a total bomb set up, and you know there's there's no he hasn't got flying or anything like that. You put this guy out, and he's like, oh, slam the brakes on until I can deal with that. How do I get rid of that guy? And then they're concerned about your two two mana creature, even if it's like turn seven,
1: right? They've got to deal with it somehow. Yeah, and I mean, and uh, death touch and the life link would be very very handy in draft. I'd draft this card.
0: The reason why I I'm nervous about this is cuz Aaron will know that I will lose it over a card like that. So he would go, mm. "Oh, that's going to suck him right in. He's going to say it's a good card. It's a garbage card. Let's go for it."
1: But it, but it's also a vampire. Like I don't know, tribal exactly vampire? vampire.
0: I love that kind of stuff. Oh man. Look, I love it. I think Aaron would hate this card, but I just, you know, but that's just on Flavor
1: a bit more than it is on card ability. you play playing playing the meta of what is Aaron planned for me to yeah, like, yeah, to yeah. Think I feel good. like
0: I feel like he's trying to trap me with this, but I can't see how that can be wrong because look at that two mana cost for a two three great oh it's got death touch wow that's a oh, hang on he's got life link as well it's all good it's all up
1: yeah i I don't think that's the dud
0: no I can't be that's just too good.
1: We've got one dud left and two cards to go oh
0: have we I've already voted for three I've gone heroic into interve- heroic invention. Hang on. Heroic Interven- Intervention, were of Invention, and Consulate Dreadnought. That's my three. Oh, wow. I've However, got
1: were of Invention and Consulate Dreadnought.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. And we've agreed on War of Invention and Consulate Dreadnought. Okay, so we were up to card nine, which is Unbridled Growth, which is one forest. It's an enchantment for, and it's an aura. You can enchant land. Enchant land has tap and add one mana of any colour to your mana pool. Sacrifice Unbridled Growth and draw a card. Replaces itself, mana fixing, low cost.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say this is a good card. I think I think this would be easily yeah. included as maybe this is a two common or two or three of these in every green deck. Like
0: this is the sort maybe. of card that I never get excited. about. I never get excited about mana fixing,
1: but it'll be in some Aaron decks. friggin' loves it, and it's it's a common it's a common. That seems like, and you get to sack it, not the land yeah. it's attached to, which you would expect. Actually, you'd expect to sacrifice whatever this is attached <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, right. To draw a card. Um, I mean, it's just going to be, it's just going to be great.
0: Yeah, so you get it out early because it's one cost. I mean,
1: it fixes that. It fixes
0: that sort of one drop thing. What do I do with my one drop? Well, I've just, just played land. All right, I'll just play this on it, and now it can be anything. I don't have to go hunting around for that. If you, if you're, if your starting hand of seven has limited. Like, say, it's got two forests in there, and you are playing green, blue, or whatever, mm. and you, you've got this in there. You are feeling reasonably confident, aren't you? You know, you go, oh, maybe I'll keep this hand if I've got some. Of the other, rest of my hand's pretty, pretty good because this guy's going to fix it for me. And then when, um,
1: when I've drawn all the other colors of card, I'll sack it and get another card back and it'll replace itself. Happy days. Or even if you end up with a late game, just you know, tap a green to cast it, enchant the land that you tapped to cast it, and then sack the, it, it immediately to draw a card.
0: Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. you have to on. add
1: the green to your mana pool, don't you? And then it says enchant land. It doesn't say en- enchant untapped land. Yeah.
0: So no, you, you, have to, the enta- you have to tap the land to get... Oh, the, get a color. oh so you, you could just sack it, it straight away. That's what
1: I'm saying, is enchant yeah, yeah. a tapped land, possibly oh, yeah. the green you used to cast it, and then just draw a card. So you're drawing a card in green for one mana. Ooh. Again, that's weird, isn't it? It's like some of the rare, some of the rare
0: cards don't seem that woo- woofy, where Gifted Aetherborn seems really good to me. That's that uncommon and unbridled growth just seems to get better and better and, as we talk about. And it's common.
1: And don't forget revolt when a permanent has left the battlefield during this turn.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cast it
1: for one onto a tapped land, sack it. That's a permanent that left the field. Bam, revolt on whatever you cast next. Or what you just drew.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's a good card.
0: It is, isn't it, I think. It's got a good late game that's the that's the late game scenario that you just described there. And the early game, like I was saying, you know, when you've got, a, you've got that good hand, but you've only got th- two, two mana in the wrong colours, it's all in one
1: colour, yeah. this guy's
0: going to help you out. But well, you
1: can get that revolt out, like the revolt effect for one extra mana. Yeah, yeah. I think if it's a good revolt effect.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I, I don't, you know, mor- morally, I don't like it. It's not very exciting at all. You know, where's the death come touch? A, a where's the black? Card. Where's the vampire? With a picture
1: of a tree on it's it. it? It's just a tree. Yeah, it's <laughs> nothing green for Green card me. with a tree on it. One yeah, step away on. from
0: being a land. All right. So that, one's, that, one's, that one lives number card number 10 caught in the brights (laughs) that's that's my pro funny card name yeah um caught in the brights is two and a plane plane yeah two and a plane for an enchantment that's an aura at common you can enchant creature enchanted creature can't attack or block when a vehicle you control attacks exile the enchanted creature and there's a etherborn what were they what are those things they're gremlins is it, it says underneath gremlin?
1: while hunting aether a gremlin may ignore other stimuli including threats to its own life
0: wow the, the flavor on this is super super strong uh it's like caught in the brights. it's like the gremlin got caught in the lights of your vehicle is stunned won't attack or block once the vehicle is crude and it's off <clears throat> roadkill that's that's good that's good flavor right
1: um, how do you feel about caught in the brights? I will say from the off because it is the last card, and I did plan this earlier. This is my third crap one.
0: Okay. Oh, hi.
1: It costs three. It which, does. If I believe, and I'm going to check while I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because with Oath of the Gate Watch, I got very excited about uh, a black <laughs> yeah. enchantment called Visions of Brutality, uh, which was devoid, it cost one and a black. Yeah. Uh, enchant creature, enchanted creature can't block. Whenever enchanted creature deals damage, its controller loses that much life. Uh, which, that, that only worked because it was like if they've got something that has to attack every turn, if yeah. they've got something that they're blocking with. Too many ifs. I read this and I go, you have to enchant a creature. So you have to enchant an enemy creature. Yeah, yeah. Um, they might not have an enemy creature. What if they're running hardcore vehicles or something like that? Mm, it might, there could be issues where you haven't got a decent target for it. Enchanted creature can't attack or block that's okay, but you're paying three mana for that. There's yeah. cheaper stuff to tap cards or remove it from the battlefield.
0: In white? Uh, that's oh, a question, isn't it? Yeah. You know how you get, like, you know, other colours, you get the, the rock solid removal, and then you've yeah, got these you know, sort, of sort of tricksy sort of...
1: bounce stuff and yeah, things yeah. like And then when a vehicle you control attacks, exile and tender creatures. So then you have to have a vehicle on the field, and you have to crew it, and you have to attack with yeah, it, and you have to have done all that stuff. It's sounding very
0: conditional, isn't it?
1: That's, that's like... I feel like it's like a twelve-step program just to exile one (laughs) creature. Why don't you play Containment Field? Why don't you play uh, anything else? Why don't you play Skywhaler's Shot?
0: I had it's removal, but it's strange removal. You know, like I said, the creature gets hit, can't attack, can't block. Flavor is 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 good. Not attacking, not blocking. That's that's you've you've winded them. That's that's pretty good. But they does it does give them uh, a lot of time to react to it they might be able to destroy that enchantment while you're fluffing around trying to get Sat your vehicle creature. go. And, you know, you're like, oh, I'm getting my vehicle right now. Oh, I don't have enough to crew it. Wait until next round. I might be able to play a card and
1: I can get rid of that guy. And Compared to Skywhaler's shot, same mana cost, two in a, two in a planes, destroy target creature with power three or greater scry one.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's Way boom. better for the same thing. Yeah, Way less conditions. You're right, Instant. aren't you? What am, I, what am I hating on heroic? Oh, but heroic interventions. just fog—surely that's fog. But why is it rare in fog? you control getting hexproof, and instru- you know what? Though Aaron told me a, a, a terrible, terrible story the other day that just chilled me to the bone. He played uh, commencement of festivities.
1: Uh, the, well,
0: the fog from the fog from Kaladesh, and he played it to win.
1: Wow, he's in, become one of those guys. In what setting?
0: Yeah, I think it was Magic Online. He drafted, and it was one of those cards, I believe, to, you know, to, to give him some credit, he probably just grabbed it or it was given to him right at the end, and he just put it into his pile. After he'd seen what the other guy was playing, he knew he had no answer to it, so he sideboarded in commencement of festivities like a complete noob, mm. but an experienced, highly experienced, came 24th in a, in a Pro Tour qualifier noob, um, <laughs> and then waited until the guy did his big tricksy boom ending thing, fogged
1: him, and then went and killed him. It makes me think of a similar situation where I bragged to uh, some inexperienced players that I that am I, um, kind of teaching them by thrashing them regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's how 70 school teaching worked. Just what? keep thrashing them until they,
1: just... until they improve. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I said, look, I could beat you guys the ham sandwich. Lend me your Sanctifier of Souls intro deck from Eldritch Moon, mm-hmm. which included uh, Last Stand or something, a name like that. And it was like, prevent all damage by non-human creatures this turn. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I saved it and I used it to block an opponent's breaker of armies and then rack him on the next turn. Um, Everybody's got that moment, but it's taken
0: up a card slot that you just should be using for something else. Yeah, I mean, this... granted, it's only a two mana card slot, but it's a rare and you it's wouldn't... an
1: enchantment.
0: Oh, if yeah. It had sorry, i I was talking about heroic oh. in, in, intervention. Still. Sorry, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's between those two, isn't it? It's like it's it's super bad removal, I think, but it might be the only removal you get a look at. You know, if you're already committed to white, what, what else have we got? Like, yeah, well, you got, got scholar shot. Just run four getting, copies of that. I'm talking about draft them though. Oh. you know you're going to get one Kaladesh, two Aether Revolt.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, you're grasping at removal. I, I, I don't feel you know, I, I don't well, feel confident making a strong case for this one.
1: That that can't attack or block could be useful in draft, but this is, I feel has just got too many ifs. Oh, I know
0: it's not going to make it to proper constructed decks. It's terrible. Oh, like it. you said, no. it's way there's way more powerful but cards. But I, I
1: don't think this is draft worthy, particularly mm. because it's enchantment. If it had flash. And did all that? I'd be super down for it. There'd be a bit more, yeah. So that's that's my third. Everything about it is super slow. Those
0: gremlins. It's like the gremlin is like got a limp and it's limping across the road, and then it staggers over because it's also drunk. Mm. And then you know you run back to the house and get the keys for the Monaro because I don't know why Monaro came, but that's your gremlin killing car. And then you drive out, and he's managed to stagger up, but he staggered straight up the road instead of across the road. And you managed to drive over him, but he goes between the wheels. So you swing it around and take another run. It's like that. That's the kind of removal, isn't it? It's not like bang you dead. Yeah,
1: it's it just it's one of those things. That it's like in my head, I'm like, yeah, if you're already running a vehiclesy kind of deck, but in draft, you're not going to see enough vehicles to be running a deck that's all vehicles. Mm. So there's a big condition that's going to be missing there a lot of the time.
0: All right, so so you're going to... Oh, look, I'll, I'll stick to my... I'll, I'll go with Heroic Intervention, and you're going to go with Caught in the Brights, and we agree on Consulate Dreadnought and War of Invention. Shall we go to the envelope? Oh, you've got something else to add?
1: And, oh. uh, well, before we go to the envelope, we, uh, kindly had Aaron record this, uh, beforehand. <laughs> yeah. To, uh,
0: so, what Aaron, what do you think of, uh, heroic intervention? You still got to be... Uh, I'm
1: not the hugest
0: fan of this one. Ah, so even if he said that now, so even if, even if I'm wrong... We should I'm pick the best right.
1: card out of this and go, what do you reckon, Aaron? Yeah. Uh, I'm not the hugest fan of this we one. We could, we could make him, we could make him dislike <laughs> any card we wanted.
0: Uh, that's, that's gold Keep that, keep that handy We're going to need that Alright I've opened the envelope What was that AMSCR thing? Asthma Asthma Yeah ASMR It's coming out of the envelope Oh he's done it like Really He's really formatted Like a
1: lovely piece of paper No
0: he didn't What he did was This was the, the Oh carton. he's handwritten it On the back of an ice He's piece handwritten paper. On the back of A piece of paper Alright Are you ready for the first Piece of dog dirt MTG card That he didn't like Ready uh, I'll, he's, you know, I'll, I'll read them in a different order to how he's got them. We've got Were of Invention. Yeah. <laughs> That's one we agreed on. Yes, baby. That one, Garbage, as we discussed. The other one we discussed as garbage, Consulate Dreadnought. Thank you very much. Perfect. Nailed it.
1: Now yeah. we're down to it. Is it Heroic Intervention it or is... is it Caught in the Brights? It is one of those
0: two. <sighs> Oh, it's painful. I know, it's tiebreaker. But I'm just proud of it. We've got two out of the three, correct, as a team. We've, we've figured it out. Must be getting better. It can be done. We're getting better. We've carried
1: enough buckets of water up the mountain.
0: Are you ready to, are you ready to, with the, uh, to have, have Aaron decide for us?
1: <laughs>
0: what do you think of this card, Aaron? Uh, I'm not
1: the hugest fan of this
0: one. <laughs> and the card is... Heroic Intervention! Oh, you piece of...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Fog, baby. You can't play Fog. I'm really hoping that like Caught in the Brights is like the next one on that list. Is like the next crappiest. Guy. Oh, I
0: think I think you can't be far off. It is super slow, isn't it? It's yeah, terribly, terribly slow. But I think. Um if we're thinking draft format, I think that's the thing. It's like we're looking at, if we're looking at like draft. If I
1: had to have this card. Like, yeah,
0: you're just grasping at any kind of removal. But if you yeah, constructed, you're not going to go anywhere near that I'm, card. I'm going to want
1: to know why heroic intervention is like that. Is it just like, oh, green will never need this because all their creatures are too powerful or what? Like I'm, tune, I can't wait for the next podcast. I
0: think tune into the next MTG podcast. Maybe we'll have to get it happening a lot sooner than a month from now. Yeah. Supplemental. As, so yeah. Well, they're extras. So it's so a seven line hand. Extra. We could do another extra, extra. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what we're we doing? All right. We've done Aaron's envelope. Look, look. We've got a whole bunch of Aether Revolt. Look, uh, discussion. The other side of this piece of music. All right. Welcome back. You're driving into the pre-release now, as I, you know, as you're listening to us. You want to know what mechanics am I going to face? Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so they've not sprung anything else too dramatic on us. You know, we've still got energy counters, um, we've still got vehicles and that sort of stuff, which we're kind of used to now, we should be used to now. Um, so they've added two more mechanics. So the first one is Improvise, which is a keyword ability that enables you to pay generic mana costs with the help of your artifacts. So you can each artifact that you tap uh, just gives you one colorless mana. Uh, All right, so that seems pretty much straightforward, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, It can. I suppose it helps. with I don't believe there's any more Fabricate cards in this release.
1: No, it's like Fabricate the, is the red-headed stepchild of, yes. of the Kaladesh block, and it's only in Kaladesh.
0: So don't expect to go looking for any cards that are going to Fabricate you up a whole bunch of, uh, you know, cheap servos or
1: whatever's so that you can just tap and, and, and get these uh, improvised cards. Unless you're really lucky in your... Uh, what's the pre-release Kaladesh. Pack? Pre- Pre-release pack's going to have two Kaladesh in it, isn't it? It's
0: pre-release... Oh, in the pre-release pack. I don't know how many will be I in the I thought it was three pack. and two. Yeah... I just
1: in my head. I was just like, "Oh, what if you got like uh, weapon craft enthusiast and uh, servo ex- look, exhibition?" It's or something definitely like that.
0: something that you could look at doing. I mean, you know, it's in for pre-release. It's definitely a sealed, you know, because it's bit sealed. You, you can look at what's in front of you. You can make a ton of uh, cheap artifacts, and you've got some powerful improvised cards. Then you know that's that's your way in, man. You're going to be able to them up. Don't use the, do that. Uh, were invention though, yeah, invention no. of were whatever were of invention. War of invention. That'd be a stupid idea.
1: It's more like, Murr. yeah. So,
0: anything, I mean, that's, there's nothing really to go into with that, is the, the improvise.
1: Yeah, it seems okay. I, I wonder, I like this idea because I've been, man, it's going to be like a running podcast joke of me working on this yeah. like, animation module deck. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm just going to generate, like, I'm just going to fabricate servos and I'm going to generate thopters off of artifact cars and stuff like that. And in my head, I'm like, how many artifacts are you ever really going to have around? Yeah, I know,
0: it's like that, isn't it? You to get, make this useful. Yeah. By the time you get it set up, <laughs> if you get it set up.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're playing a couple of artifact creatures, if you've got a little bit of Fabricate, if you've got someone else who just brings a Thopter or something like that when they turn up. Yeah, but maybe. But they tap for one. So it's not like they're tapping for power. It's not like you're
0: crewing. You're not getting that, you know, benefit. So, you know, your, your bombiest artifact is only going to be as good. as. I mean, I suppose, improvise, you can use, you've got some vehicles there that you can't crew. Tap them. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Gets you, gets you some action there. But then you've got to have them out anyway, and really you should be aiming to be crewing them up and getting them into action as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, and I mean, stuff even like... Um, there's So here's a card with Improvise, as an yeah. example. We've got Reverse Engineer. Three, blue, blue. It's a sorcery. Uh, it's uncommon. has Improvise, and it's, its effect is just draw three cards. So, okay, so you're
0: cutting into the three there because the blue, blue doesn't get a touch because this is colourless.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, get. in theory... Tap down three whatever you know puzzle knot and a couple of servos you got hanging around and then Mm. get the two blue from your to draw three cards. Eh. Well, that could be a you know a late game. Just like drawing three cards is is good, right? Yeah, yeah, drawing three cards is great, but especially when you're down to the bare bare bones of your hand. Yeah, you'd be better off. uh, i I'd in favor of this. I'd probably. I mean, not in blue, but. You know, <laughs> oh, it's one of those things. I can only because I play constructed the most. I think about constructed the most, but in my head, I am just like, "Oh, What's pay, painful truths." I just pay three life, three colors, three life.
0: Oh. What's that? Tesseret? Oh, there is a Tesseret something or other tactics or something like that. That's a see. blue card in uh, uh, metallic rebuke. Nah, it's not what I am thinking of. So, this is what we need, Aaron. The uh, the card digest. There is a there is a some Tesseret something or other, or something Tesseret of Tesseret, and uh, it's a blue card, and it's got a picture of him getting sort of looking electrical. And, uh, yeah, you get some cards for that at a cost. Can't remember what that one's about. This is probably the one. All
1: cards with Tezzeret in the name. Tezzeret. Oh, there's Tezzeret's Touch, which is blue and black.
0: Oh, no, that's one of the new ones.
1: Yeah. Oh, you mean...
0: From Kaladesh.
1: No, Tezzeret's Touch is a new one. No,
0: no, no. (laughs) The card I'm thinking of is from Kaladesh. Oh,
1: the card you're thinking of is from
0: Kaladesh. Yeah. Anyway, so Improvise, yeah, if if you're playing Sealed, if you can make a whole bunch of cheap artifacts, then you could be having a a good time there, getting some uh, underpriced cards out early.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like it's one of those, like, oh, I've ended up with a lot of artifacts in my thing. Oh, that's got improvised. improvise. Yeah, I'll chuck that in.
0: I don't see. I don't, I don't feel confident getting, making up a whole bunch of artifacts or aiming for that because mm. I'm still in that mindset where artifacts are not that aren't that great but Calidus has worked hard to make us think otherwise. It's becoming like
1: the clockwork orange kind of thing. Wizards have heard about you not liking artifacts and they're just going to like tie you up and like hold your eyes with the things and be like that's Look, what, artifacts.
0: That's ah! what Theros was though. It was like don't 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 use enchantments because everyone's going to two for on you and then all of a sudden here's a set where you you like stack five of them onto one guy, you know, it's fine. Um
1: anyway, yeah. well, you know, um,
0: second mechanic is revolt, an ability word that checks if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn. As we said earlier on, left the battlefield, okay? So
1: not died, not go to the graveyard. No. Not return to your hand. Just left. They just left. Just went to buy cigarettes and never came back.
0: Just left. Trigger. And like we heard earlier on with that other one, that triggered got you five life. So this is this sort of encourages that second main phase action, I think. You know, you 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 stare across the battlefield at them during your first main phase, you know, stroke your chin, go right, move into combat, tap in, do your thing, somebody dies. You come back from that and you go, ha-ha, here's my card, it's got a revolt clause on it here and I'm going to claim whatever benefit I can from that. be interesting to see as we talk, start talking about some of the other cards, whether revolt is uh, going to be, be any good or not, but say it seems to be like it encourages good play because it's always... I was getting patient. I'm always like, well, I'm definitely going to cast that in my second main phase. So I'll, I'll just do it now. And you know, instead of holding back that mana and looking ominous as I'm going, well, I'm going to swing in here, but who knows what's in my hand. And I've got all this mana here that I could do crazy stuff with.
1: And that definitely seems to be something that I think is, there's a certain level of play there is that there's, you know, those people who never do anything in first main phase. They're like always going straight to yeah. combat because it forces your opponent to reveal something about their hand, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I have just had a quick look and there yes. are no red cards. Yeah. So, in a deck where you're going to see a lot of stuff leaving the battlefield because you're just getting in there smashing shit all the time. Sure. Uh, going for that agro Agg-
0: Aggro, super hasty, yeah.
1: No revolt in red.
0: There's no revolt in red That's at all.
1: improvised, but there's no revolt. I'm wondering, huh. though, if. I'm liking the idea of revolt because I think it's going to combo with some other stuff, quite interestingly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, particularly if you've got some puzzle knots in there. Sack your puzzle knot. That's permanent that left the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a new card, uh, a common, two and a red. So it's kind of like the new Nettle Drone, I think uh, I might call it. Uh, it's Creature's Human Warrior. You tap it, sacrifice an artifact. Embraal Gear Smasher deals two damage to each opponent. Okay. And then you're getting, that, you're getting something leaving the field there, but then you've got to throw an artifact under the bus to do it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, you can't be doing it. Yeah. Well, you could be doing both. i revolt, revolt and Improvise, but, yeah. I, hmm.
1: I wonder if people, like I was talking earlier, I wonder if people are going to do something that's like, oh, I'm going to... Select my own creature for inspection and then play it again or something yeah. like
0: that. Look, when Kaladesh came out, I thought, energy, who's going to do that? It's like, it's, it's hard work, you know? There's all this energy going around. Is it going to really work? So it seems like another matter. It's awesome. That's, yeah, that's definitely the direction you should take, right? 100 that's,
1: miles an hour aggro decks. It's yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah. I, I'm getting the same thinking th- thought about this. I'm thinking, uh, improvise. Am I'm I going to tap all a bunch of stuff just to, you know, get a benefit earlier on? I, I don't, don't think so. Revolt. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. Two, you know, next two pods from now, I'm going,
1: Ah, oh, Revolt, greatest thing ever. Like, what once that understanding gets in, there, yeah, know, but... Um, and it's really going to be one of those things that's, you know, you always see a jump in price for certain cards because yeah. obviously as soon as the full set's revealed, you know, SC, Star City Games and all that kind of thing, start listing the new set of cards and they just have placeholder prices or prices based off of uh, guesses and pre-orders. Yeah. Um, pre-order demand. But... Like, I mean, this happened to Thought Not Seer as well. Thought Not Seer was crazy expensive at release. Yeah. Then no one played it in the next Pro Tour, and it's price halved. Right. Uh, like, I read a couple of articles talking about, like, what the hell went wrong for Thought Not Seer. Probably cost too much mana. Um, things like that. So I'm wondering if there's a similar case of there's stuff we're not going to see that's going to s- suddenly get pro- played at the Pro Tour, and everyone's going to be like, what's up with that?
0: Oh! What do you, what and, do you think? And the inverse. Do you think people are going to be playing improvised decks or revolt decks? I don't. Strike me, it doesn't strike me as a mechanic that's going to
1: drive your deck. You know, I think, I think we're going to be still going off energy probably. I think it's going to end up how you've got Thraven Inspector that uh, investigates, and you see a lot of decks where that's the only card there that investigates. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's going to be one or two cards that have improvised, and one or a, two okay, cards we revolt, cool. who yeah. go into some other decks. Yeah.
0: So everything's incidental. It's just, yeah, it has this mechanic, and I'm happy if I get that, but it's I'm not driving the. It's not driving the whole ship. Yeah. All right, so that's the mechanics. Boom, done, hey? <sighs> Easy done. Crazy combos, all right? We've got three of them, three, three and a half, so we've got a, a silly one at the end. Well, well, let's leave with the silly... No, no, we can't leave with the silly one because it can real life. More on that later, listener. Let's kick it off with Felidar Guardian and Saheeli Rai. These two crazy kids are getting together Ooh. for a bit of fun. Okay, uh, Felidar Guardian is three and a white... It's a creature, it's a cat beast, and it's a 1-4. Now listen carefully. When Felidar Guardian enters the battlefield, you may exile another target permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Okay. Now imagine you have Sahili Rai in your hand. Yeah, that's three colours. Or, three colour hand. Because she is one, an island, and a mountain. We do have some weird colour fixing, though. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, so and she's going to come back to the battlefield because she was already out there. You boom, boom, stick her back in there. And forget about all of her other abilities, but her Neg 2 ability is create a token that's a copy of target artifact or creature you control, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. That token gains haste. It's very small writing. Mm. Uh, exile it at the beginning of the next step. So, what happens here, Kai?
1: Well, um, the scary thing here is that, so, essentially, you either have Saheeli or the Felidar Guardian. I don't think it matters too much uh, who's come out first. No. But um, let's put it this way. So, you have Saheeli. <laughs> yeah. Do her plus one. Do one damage to your opponent um, and, and same scry point, one. Well, yeah. If she's out first. So, you just do that. Do yeah, your first yeah. ability. Play Felidar Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do whatever mucking around, muck around you like Blink... Uh, Sahili out of the field She comes back Her yeah. counter's reset And all the rest of it yeah, But yeah. now she's a new car She can take another action Yeah yeah So you neg two, Make yeah. a copy of Felidar Guardian Which now has haste And it's an artifact As well as everything else Yeah yeah And um, hey, hang on a
0: minute That center of the Battlefield What's that, can do? What's that What can that do
1: Well it's got haste Yeah so exactly, and then that's well, the into the battlefield. It blinks Healy out again, and she's <laughs> yeah. like a new card again. So you neg two her yeah. with the reset counters and everything like that. You neg two, and you make another copy, and another copy, and another copy, and you just do that until you've got like thirty-seven one-four creature artifacts with haste, and you just swing them.
0: That's an interesting judge question. Is can I just say I've just done this a million times, <laughs> and I'm about to swing in with <laughs> yeah. a, a million?
1: look like, look, mate, you know, we'll be here all day. Just say I've done it about, mm, let's go with 56 times. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. How many How many uh, chump blockers have you got? Three. Okay. So I'm hitting you with 53 Felidar Guardian beast cats or cat beasts. That seems pretty bonkers, right?
1: Yeah. And this even caused us to have a bit of a pre-podcast uh, debate uh, where essentially I asked maybe the dumb question of, God, can this get eroded so it's only a creature instead of permanent? Or will they ban this card before it comes out? And uh, it looks like they have nothing of the sort. In fact, I've now seen memes if people are familiar with Homer melting into the hedge yeah, yeah, uh, from <laughs> um, The Simpsons. <laughs> he's holding... Uh, we'll talk about this later. But he's holding snare, um, Smuggler's Copter and Emrakul and he melds into the hedge and then he comes back out holding Saheeli <laughs> <Peladar> and Guardian. <laughs> See, <really>? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and
0: then he'll have to go back into the hedge in a minute. Yeah,
1: yeah and it just... Uh, and I, I then went on to make the comment that it seems like every time Felidar turn up, they just annoy me. There's yeah. Felidar Sovereign. If you have 40 <laughs> life, you win. So that's yeah. the, the big asshole card in um, Commander. Um, you know, and, and you are an asshole if you played in Commander because it's like you don't want to have fun, you just want to cheese the game. Yeah. Um, and now we've got this in, in
0: every format. I can't remember anything like this happening before. I'm, I'm sure it has. And, you know, Aaron will clear and clear this up. But how long is this going to go on for?
1: Well, they... Then... You know
0: there's going to be a sealed deck somewhere that'll have Saheeli and Felidar Guardian in it and the person's going to bust it all open and just go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: done deal. Uh, unless, yeah. The, unless the other person's got, oh, you know... Oh, Fumigate's a sorcery. Um... Imagine,
0: imagine you're, playing, you're playing Sealed. Round, you know, turn one, they drop an island. Play something. Round two. Prismatic Prism. They, uh, yeah, or they drop a mountain down. Yeah. Something else that doesn't really matter. Then uh, turn three, oh planes! <laughs> you going? Oh man, it's like there's not enough. There's not enough uh, catnip in my uh, in my in my hand to uh, control what's going to happen next.
1: The thing that everyone immediately um, compared it to as well is Splinter Twin and yeah, this, Deceiver Exarch. Was yeah. that the name of it? Um, and yeah. That- that because comparisons
0: attention. to Splendor Twin have been, have been made, yeah.
1: Everyone just immediately was like, oh, this is, this is a bannable combo. And mm. that ended up with both those cards being banned. I yeah. can't see Magic banning a Planeswalker. They'd probably much more happily ban the Felidar Guardian because it doesn't seem to yeah. be involved. No one else has gone, oh, this would also be good for this other combo. That idea has utterly dominated everything. So, but It's like Felidar Guardians has been taking down a cat haven as soon as it's
0: come out of the, uh, of the mother's cat womb. Well, it's probably for the best. Oh, man. Somebody will give it a home Look at that little furry cute face Anyway, that's combo Crazy combo number one Open your sealed pack, see that and go nutso
1: And let us know, send us a photo of that happening My god Just go up to the counter Take home 10 Aether Revolt boosters and just <laughs> and so save everyone else the trouble. Yeah, yeah. The, the store, like stores running pre releases, should just have a plan to buy out people who do this. <laughs> so we're going to have to ask you to leave. Like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, crazy combo number two we've already touched on. Uh, so quickly getting through it. Consulate, Dreadnought, and Siege modifications. Turn three, 10, 11 with First Strike.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but it's it's not- like, it hangs such a big ha- sign on itself. Remove me, remove exactly. me. Exactly. As everything we
0: said earlier on when we were debating Aaron's. Uh, uh surprise 10 list uh it's a crazy combo but uh yeah it's it's a it's a turn 3 10
1: 11 yeah. on the on the and board is, and it's really like an aura on a creature really that crazy a combo it's just a thing you can do yeah and it's and it's easily manageable it doesn't give it haste either so no. it's still got to sit there for a turn yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, you'd cast it for
0: one, and then it's, you're waiting for the siege modification to happen on turn three. So it's done all of its uh, yeah. summoning sickness,
1: so it's ready to hit for ten on turn three, which is good. Which is a good stat. I'd love, I'd love someone to do that in front of me, and then for me to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, any any other card that I've got that's destroyed target creature. It's like, yeah. oh, you've made it a creature now.
0: Yeah, two for one in the worst possible way. All right, crackdown construct. Here's one. Here's one that just needed a bit of figuring out. Crackdown construct and wandering fumarole. Crackdown construct is a four mana artifact who's a two-two. Whenever you activate an ability of an artifact or creature that isn't a mana ability, Crackdown Construct gets plus one plus end of plus one plus one until end of turn. Now you'd hate for something to, you know, not cost anything and, and uh be, uh, <laughs> be be an ability, or, you know, that uh, you could activate. Well, hey, look, Wandering Fumeral's in town, and it's a land. Land that says Wandering Fumeral enters a battlefield tapped. Yeah, 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 you can tap it and get uh, an island or a mountain, whatever, whatever. Uh, you can pay two, an island, and a mountain. And until end of turn, Wandering Fumeral becomes a one for blue and red elemental creature with, and this is the catchy bit, zero, switch this creature's power and toughness until end of turn. It's still a land. We don't care about that so much, do we? But we like the zero cost.
1: Yeah, well... So what happens next, Kai? So you activate... So it's uh, turn four, you play Crackdown Construct, done whatever else with your life. Yeah, uh, yeah. And hopefully the land that you've laid somewhere earlier in the game, is or a wandering even fumarole. on turn four, is Wandering Fumeral. Yeah. So it's all ready to go. Uh, well, so you'd,
0: you have to, you'd have to have turned it into the elemental creature, though, wouldn't you? So it's got that ability. Oh, no, you've got to do that on this on the same turn?
1: yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, you don't have to have played Wandering so roll the same a turn five
0: trick, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So, Crackdown Construct, turn four. Yep, as soon as you got the
0: mana. Wandering fumarole get your mana back. It doesn't matter what colours it is for Crackdown Construct. It's an Artifacts or colours. Yep. Spend the same four mana that got your Crackdown Construct down. Didn't even need that extra land.
1: Yep. And, and then, then um, just... Elemental creature, yeah. Just be like, look, mate. Just assume that I'm going to activate this zero ability. Like, oh, let's go with 42 times. You're very so.
0: conservative with it. I'm always in the millions or the oh, hundreds the of millions. thousands.
1: Yeah, look, I'd rather beat someone by one. Just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. What, what life are you, on? Okay, oh, that's okay. that's lethal. You've been doing
0: you've been doing life gain this whole time, oh. and you're on like 26. Okay, I've got this is a 27, <laughs> <laughs> 27. You've only got a one one to block with. Um, but yeah, yeah well, you fine, just, let's, I'm tapping in.
1: Essentially, I guess, just you know. Stay uh, get one of those clicker door counter things that security guards at, at pubs have. So, many <laughs> people are coming to the pub and just going, okay, I'm going to do this. For a minute. And that's yeah, what we're yeah. going to do. <laughs> just how many times can I do it in 10 seconds? Just smashing that button. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then go, cool. And now I swing to attack with Crackdown Construct uh, for uh, you know, yeah. a, a bazillion million. So, I wonder if he rolls like. uh, an oath card? Is that Correct. Right? So, it will leave... With Atla- what well, what the leaked pack images of Atlazan suggest is the next set, Atlazan, yeah. which is after Amonkhet block.
0: Okay, so they won't have to, you won't have to wait too long before the uh, homer into the hedge happens with these
1: two guys. No, no, I, right. don't, I don't think so. And I'm wondering, is there some other card from Kaladesh that, like, summons constructs? I feel like there's a card that's, like, something assembler. Oh, okay. oh no, maybe that's for uh, summons other assemblers. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. All right. Well, look, uh, this
0: was a post that Aaron put out earlier on the the week, and his fourth crazy combo sort of leads us into probably, we might as well do it now, um, uh, something rather dramatic that happened this week. Uh, What he put on was natural obsolescence, which is a one in a forest for an instant that gives you, that uh, does put, put target artifact on the bottom of its owner's library. Now, he suggested that that should be played with Anybody with a smuggler's copter, just grab it, stick it on the bottom of the library. In other words, just naturally making it obsolete. Wizards beat him to it. <laughs> and, then they, and then they banned smuggler's copters. <laughs> they, banned, they also made <laughs> it obsolete. That's what I mean. Yeah, They, they beat him to it. They've made smuggler's copter. They banned smuggler's copter this week. Man, we haven't January
1: even... 9, America
0: time. Now, did we, did we get to the bottom of this with... Um, you'd be able to play this in sealed. Like, obviously, if you open it in your pre-release pack, you've got a smuggler's copter, you can play it there. It doesn't mean you have to, like, set fire to it in
1: front of your opponent or something mad like that, right? So that's one of the things about bannings. From what I can understand, so, I yeah. mean, we may need Aaron as a judge to clear this up in the future, but uh, I had a bit of Google around, found the, an official Magic page explaining how bannings work, yeah. and paradoxically, it says bannings affect constructed formats. Yes. And, they, and then it said they are format-specific. And you and I had a little off-mic debate about whether that means that you could play Smuggler's Copter in Modern yeah. because their official banning thing says, we banned three cards in Standard. Smuggler's yeah. Copter was the first one they named. See, if, um, they, if they word it like that, I'd say, right, it's out for Standard,
0: but then in Constructed, it's fine, you could play it in, in Modern.
1: Yes. And I imagine there's so much these, more stuff. These to aren't deal hard, in, in
0: hard and fast facts, listener. This is we're hanging a on this. This is not a, yeah. a rock solid point. Do not do not take any advice given by kind. You? But you can draft it and you could use it in sealed. And I think it's because it's Because otherwise sealed, you're just gonna be down a card.
1: Yeah. I think in sealed you're gonna be okay because you're not gonna be running four copies of
0: it. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the that's the crux of it, isn't it? They're worried that it it ruins the diversity of the game. They don't want everybody tuning into the yeah. YouTube streaming uh, pro, ch- pro tour channel, and all you see are just smugglers' yeah, copters. You start the
1: timer until they play smugglers' copter, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Just... It's like, when are you going to play your smugglers' yeah. copter? I'm going to do another then now.
1: And then everyone's running, you know, like cards just to destroy it, and yeah, it definitely yeah, now. it just becomes
0: like a, a smugglers' copter. And because it's colourless, it's an every goddamn deck. I'm upset that it got banned, though, because it looks like Slave One which is, you know, Boba Fett's spaceship from uh, from Empire Strikes Back. So are you, are you saying that it's been kicked into the Sarlacc pit?
1: Yeah, it has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, just oh. like Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, that's a new meme, isn't it? Instead of Homer disappearing to the hedge, it should be just Smuggler's the disappearing down the Sarlacc. Maybe it'll get vomited back up again and then we'll get that...
1: Well, that's well, that was in a novel and then Disney declared all the novels non-canon, didn't it? That, oh, yeah, yeah. he escaped the Sarlacc
0: pit? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he fixed his jet pack or something wow. and, and jetted it back out. Um... Oh, yeah. So goodbye to Smugglers' Copter. Now, who else fell under the wheels of uh,
1: Wizards' ban list? Well, let's let's work our way up and say Reflector Mage, yeah, which oh, was discussed on one of the first podcasts I was on.
0: Yeah, blue the the blue white the flash blue white deck, yeah, which which uh, Aaron used to get these twenty fourth place.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I guess we can declare his twenty fourth place null and void. We I think should, so. Yeah, he, he should give us five hundred dollars back. Yeah, yeah we'll his split prize it. money. Yeah, we'll um, uh,
0: yeah, that's null and void now because he cheated, obviously, by using reflector mage.
1: But uh yeah, they've decided that. So if I read their official commentary yeah. on reflector mage, our data showed the yeah. white blue <laughs> flash deck was this too is, powerful. This is how
0: wizards has a, van, uh, has a vent. They're very cross. And what did they say?
1: Um, our data has showed. <laughs> uh, yeah. The data showed the white blue flash deck was too powerful against the field, and reflector mage has been on players' lists of most disliked cards. I mean, do people often make these lists and, and send them to Wizards? Yeah, um, it's like it's like one of those things.
0: We got rid of this card because everyone else made us. It's not us. Don't. Yeah. It's not me. It's not me. Just uh, look everyone, at our Twitter all day
1: long. Get rid of reflector mage. Yeah. Um, Uh, Since the days of Collected Company. So they've been talking about it having negative synergy. Well, synergy they didn't like with Collected Company, which, quick refresher for everybody, instant look at the top six cards of your library, put two creature cards with converted mana cost, three or less from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So you play three in a green, you play Collected Company, you pull Reflected Mage out, you (laughs) bounce an opponent's (laughs) creature, yada, 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 yada. Or you pull two Reflected Mages and bounce two creatures. Anyway. Uh, Other cards were discussed to check White Blue Flash, but Reflect Mage came up time and time again as both frustrating and a targeted way to diminish the White Blue Flash deck. So they are trying to knock White Blue Flash on the head. Okay. And and open up another colour combo somewhere else because. Well, everyone. Blue white, though. It's, you know, that's really cool. popular now, particularly with Spellqueller and Self of Spirit and all those But then, you know,
0: like, no, I was going to say a couple of sets ago, you know, it was Red Green Monsters. That was, it was all about that. There was no,
1: you know, we were going, wow, wow, I'm, you know, like blue whites, it's not in there, but, you know. They must be quite concerned about it, given that they've banned that right before it rotates out. Oh, yeah, sorry, no, because then they, they then expanded the rotating out thing to be in October. Sorry, I was thinking on a different time. But I
0: think, wasn't wasn't there some crazy stat of like, you say, say around the time that, You know, uh, Aaron came, we've mentioned this too, Aaron did the 24th place. How many people were playing that white-blue flash deck at that time? I think he said at least... It was a crazy amount, wasn't it? Because it was like zombies was happening in a a huge way. Yeah. Everyone's making crazy zombies, then blue-white flash... And it was, most people were doing that or something. Oh, but I it? wonder, I think... And the, was at top eight or something like that? It was like six or seven,
1: you Yeah, honest. and I think the difference as well is that zombies is not so much like a sleeper thing that should be banned. It's more, I think it's more a case that zombies uh, and vampires rely quite a lot on Kalitas and Liliana, who are both mythic.
0: Yes, yeah, which is, yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, and they're both legendary, so you can't have, you can have four reflection majors on the field and then copy it with a yeah, yeah, token. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not going to run into the ledge rule of, oh, uh, get rid of one of them. yeah.
0: Uh, so, so those are the three that they. Oh, that, right, we hadn't talked about the third standard. one. Standard. Oh, hep, oh, what was we're the third one? To it. Oh, see, we're it's the we, promised end. Yeah, that was the one that. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I was leading into, but you, yeah, you sidestepped that. Uh, who might that be?
1: Uh, well,
0: can you say who does it have? an identity? She? it's
1: Emrakul. She, which, is um, an, yeah, which magic have canonically called she? But I don't know. I think that's more based on it sounds I think like. I we discussed Emma. this. I think we discussed this last time that,
0: that yeah. Emrakul was a she. I'm going to say even though
1: they were sexless at one point in time. they're Well, They're like the notion of sex is probably not even a laughable you know, trifling of mortals to them. But yeah, um, You just don't know where to look. Yeah. <laughs> um, go sex that Eldrazi over there. It's the size of a mountain. I'm sure you'll be able to find yeah, something. You know, just you know, get to it. It's wearing uh, a lot of pink. You know, except you don't need to wear a condom so much as a tinfoil hat, so it doesn't make you go crazy. Um, so created to be scarily powerful, Emrakul, the promised end, delivered on that promise too well. <laughs> yeah. Emrakul faced too little resistance and ended games too easily. She was the world-ending all-powerful monster she was in the story. Yeah. Sorry, they were the all world-ending all-powerful monster they were in the story, which was too much for standard. Yeah. And having played the Aetherworks Marvel deck, that's like, yeah, I play Emrakul, I play Emrakul, I play Emrakul mm. uh, kind of thing. I agree with the conversation I had with Aaron um, that it's not a fun deck to play. It's not fun to play against Emrakul. It's colorless. It's in every Delirium deck because it's Mm. like, well, well, you know, it's turn five and I've got 46 cards in the graveyard. You know. Yeah. So I think
0: across the board, they've done this just to mix it up a bit and try to make. I mean, ideally, they would love the top eight at a Pro Tour or a Pro Tour Qualifier to have eight different decks. Absolutely. That's never going to happen. But, you know, if you've got. Four different types of decks—that'd be—that'd be amazing.
1: Yeah, and they're all going to have subtle variations. They're going to have yeah, differing yeah. numbers and differing. Uh, but it's just like, like
0: when luck. everyone rocks up with the same, you know, sixty cards and sideboard <laughs> like a million times over. It's just the lottery to who can pilot it at best, and and you know, and then luck does come into it
1: after and, that. And some people do argue. I mean, you could argue that's what their Formula One—they have compliance rules about you know yeah. heights and everything of all their cars, and it really is about the better driver, but. There's no, you know, random num- number generator or RNG or what some people call RNGesus um, <laughs> in, do like in Formula 1 because you've got to draw the right cards. But what's, you know, when you first play Magic, what's the fun
0: thing about it? It's just like, getting looking at all these cards and going, oh, I'm going to use this guy and this guy and you're creative about it. And you kind of, you reach the point where you go, all of this is nonsense. All I'm going to do is go and look at what the key decks are at the moment. And you lose a little bit of that youthful joy at that point in time. Ideally, you'd like to have all these cards come out and there's massive amounts of combos of different sorts of decks. Mm. Obviously, that's not going to happen because there's, you, know, you can highly tune it. Like you know The guys are going off to these um, Pro Tour qualifiers. They're just like, playtest, playtest, playtest. And everybody you know, graphs these decks down into a, a killing machine, right? So, yeah, I don't, I don't and, think, I think that's going to be able to keep it.
1: And that's really a decent summary of, I think, why, personally, like I've pulled back a bit from any kind of tournament and stuff. And I'm just like, at most of my, I might play Fido Night Magic, but me I've gone back to like, oh, I just want to homebrew decks. I just want to homebrew an emerge deck or I want to homebrew yeah, this, kind this of modules fun. deck and just make a Jillian Thopters because that's kind of fun and see if I can get it to happen.
0: I don't plan, I don't plan tournaments because I panic and I'm shit.
1: Yeah. Well, I get the opposite problem. I was actually talking to uh, to uh, <laughs> Zoe about this was that You get if overconfident I, If I lose, or uh, <laughs> I make a mistake, I feel very thoroughly that I have embarrassed myself in front of someone else. Whereas yeah. they're not going to give it a second thought, but I exactly. get really cut up over. Yeah. It. I'm like, I got to stop this.
0: Me too. Aaron's got lots of tips on that. Uh, I haven't got that. I haven't grown as a human being to be able to manage that yet at this stage. But yeah. we should get him on and, and talk us through that.
1: Well, we just got to apply There's, the yeah. thrashing till we improve rule to ourselves. I think
0: well. that's. I think that's part of it. He says just get on, get on uh, Magic Online and just lose a million times until you just don't care.
1: Oh, maybe that's the secret to Gwent.
0: Yeah, the Gwent, the Gwent rule. Just, um just got to lose forever. What are we going to do? Uh, well maybe we'll, we'll stop right now. We've got more
1: Aether Revolt stuff Other side of... We'll, we'll do an um, MTG card quiz, which okay. is more of a, you versus the listener. Yeah. Oh, one, one last quip. Oh, yeah? I'm surprised that no one has made the comment that uh, how Tamio was like, I didn't banish it. It wanted to go. Uh,
0: <laughs> my, my, my quip offline was that uh, Wizards had given Emerickle the moon. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. They'd mooned Emmerichle. Yeah. Stuffed up the wording.
1: Yeah, there you go. No, you've ruined it forever now. It's immortalised in Doesn't matter.
0: I'll blob here. Everyone will forget about that. Even setting, I even said anything. It's an MTG card quiz six seven land and it's a real quiz. Ooh, a lovely so, solo, solo performance there
1: yeah. from David. We usually I'd we lose all that in. value when me and Aaron chime in.
0: Yeah, I like the harmonies. It's good.
1: You're two people not a harmony though.
0: Alright, MTG card quiz. You've already won. (laughs) Woo! All right. The other team didn't
1: turn up. It's like uh, when Pinochet was the dictator of Chile. It's
0: going to be you against the listener. So everyone that beats Kai in this, uh, tune in uh, to the Facebook page. Say, I beat Kai 2017. It's like a bumper sticker. Writes itself. But you might not. You might get three out of three here, Kai. MTG card quiz. Um, Question number one. Three of the. Kaladesh Gear Hulks cost the same converted mana cost. Two or a different cost. Which were the cheaper and what were their names? I'll give you a clue. This this well a clue. The this, this whole um quiz is called Kaladesh Masterpiece Mastermind. They're all gonna be masterpiece cards. So this 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 veers a little bit outside of that. But all the gear hulks, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful masterpieces. I managed to get a virtuous masterpiece. Uh,
1: I kind of, I prefer... Um, They're
0: very swirly. Yeah,
1: what's the, uh, I've forgotten the blue one. Noxious, I?
0: oh, I was going to say Noxious Gearhawk. I like the sort of the androidy, n- n- he looks noxious in the in the legit version. I haven't, I can't recall what the masterpiece for it looks like. And obviously it's more forgettable because I, I really like the, yeah. the
1: legit one. The the blue one though looks almost... Torrential Gearhawk. Yeah, Torrential looks, I, I prefer the... the Standard version of of torrentials, because torrential it makes it look like a Laputa robot. It looks more like a fountain. Looks like a walking fountain.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're very swirly and yeah. stuff, aren't they? and yeah.
1: I mean, it's great. It's great art. Style. I certainly couldn't draw a better picture myself. But yeah, you know, yeah, I would prefer one. They're I'm all better.
0: beautiful. Yeah. All right. So through the gear holes, cost the same. Two were a different cost. Which were the cheaper ones, and which one of them were their name? We might have mentioned them. What have we got? Um, well,
1: Noxious, combustible, verdurous, torrential, and cataclysmic.
0: There you go. You got a two and two and five shot of getting it right.
1: I like them odds.
0: <laughs> Alright. Question two. There are several card types in the Kaladesh I kept putting KLD. Um there were several card types in the KLD masterpiece collection, but only one scarecrow. Which card was it? In the masterpiece collection oh. there was one scarecrow. Which one <laughs> was it?
1: Oh, that's a bit... That's that's too specific for anything I bother to... to scarecrow. Mm. Um, oh.
0: Swirly gold stuff, shiny. Not what you think of when you think of a scarecrow. That somehow pulled us yeah, off.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I'll have, a, I'll have a wild guess.
0: All right, question three... Four of the Masterpiece cards, you shouldn't say you're having a wild guess because if you nail it you know, and you deliver it with confidence, I always well, knew it.
1: If anyone's paid attention over the previous podcast, that I've <laughs> on, when I wild guess it means I'm making up a card name. Uh, uh,
0: four of the Masterpiece cards, this is question number three, four of the Masterpiece cards cost you zero mana. Name them. So four of the Masterpiece cards cost you zero. Can you name these cards? There is a Trixie bonus five as well. But, you know, maybe focus on the zeros first.
1: How many do I have to name? Four. Oh, jeez, i got three. Um...
0: Trixie bonus five as well, so. All right. That was Kaladesh Masterpiece Mastermind. Uh, So question number one. Three of the Kaladesh Gearhulks cost the same converted mana cost. Two were a different cost. Which were the cheaper and what were the names? Was it Noxious and Combustible? It was neither of those. Oh. <laughs> already. Son of a bitch. Chances of the listeners go in front. It was Cataclysmic Gear It cost five, which was three and two was white, white. Three, white, white. And virtuous cost five, which was three, green, green. The rest cost six mana. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, egg on my face already. Cataclysmic uh, egg. No so less. far,
0: you've got a score of zero. That's um, I'm used to it. Yeah. All right, question number two. There were several card types in the Kaladesh Masterpiece Collection, but only one Scarecrow. Which card was it?
1: Um, Is it Scarecrow Automaton? (laughs) Does that that exist? Uh, No, I I, I highly doubt that it exists.
0: Uh... All right, for Ultimate Egg on the Face, before or during the gaps of this podcast, you were saying that uh, your girlfriend, Maddie, required a particular card... And you were stunned that it was actually a masterpiece and you said you got it because she was playing a particular deck. (laughs) What was that card?
1: Uh... Remember? uh,
0: Painter's Servant?
1: Oh, yeah, Painter's Servant.
0: Is it actually actually an artifact creature? Scarecrow.
1: No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. My God. I know, right? Well, I was, yeah, I was shooting for no, scarecrow in the name. Not only, scarecrow. not
0: only were you stunned, I was stunned when I was looking over them and I was thinking, eh, "I need some uh, masterpiece question." Bloody hell! One of these is a scarecrow. Because
1: it's like it's not even a scarecrow though. It's a painter's servant. It's a it's it's like a robot assistant, it's, not a scarecrow. It,
0: well, it's scaring away bad art.
1: I get maybe yeah, mm. maybe
0: question three, four of the masterpiece cards cost you zero mana. Can you name these cards? What have you got? This um, is to get you on the scoreboard.
1: All right, uh, Ornithopter. Right. Mox Pearl. Right. Mox Ruby. Right. And Mo- uh, Chrome Mox.
0: You got two. Did you get the bonus sneaky one?
1: Uh, is it one that you cast for zero because of some bizarre effect? Uh, oh, Mana s- Crypt.
0: Uh, yeah you now I'm looking you're at it so uh, yeah, there's Mana Crypt was one chromox was one lotus petal was one and mox opal was another the bonus one which I actually rang Aaron up and asked him about this was hangerback walker because it costs xx but has if but as a 00, zero but, oh, but has it comes in as a 00, zero and it gets uh, x times plus one plus one counters on it so you can actually cast it for zero trigger a whole bunch of end of the battlefield effects and or when the when creatures die effects so and then you know boom yeah. and and he said specifically this was a sneaky heel thing that people did for Averson uh, to flip Averson so um... they would cast it in just to flip Averson over because uh, creature creature dies Averson goes bonkers and uh, goes all red and angry. Bummer. I was
1: uh, I got a couple. Hey, you, I got a
0: couple. You are on the scoreboard? You got two. Yeah. All right. You can come back. Look, listeners out there might have scored. Seven, eight, more. I don't know what was this. One, two. It's golf score, right? Like seven. lower numbers better. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, many a listener out there might have seven. So you're chasing the uh, the listener that's on seven. Now that was um, that was MTG card quiz. It's a it's a real quiz. It better be. All right, welcome back. That's a mellow mellow return from you know, the heavy metal. Uh, and we've got Aether and Volt. We've got all the spoilers here. Here's the cards we're going to be looking at over the weekend. Um, we've chosen a few out just to have a chat about, and maybe there's, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know what, what you've, got, you've got planned there, but we've got a, a bunch of the rares and the mythics that we've got that you can you know, whether, decide whether you're going to take those or look for the, some of the uncommons or commons that are even better. Um, but what have, you got, what have you got first that's caught your eye?
1: So one of the first ones I like is uh, an artifact. Um, oh. It's a rare. It's Sphere Harvester. So okay. for three, uh, it looks a bit like a, I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a big uh, siphony thing in the sky. Right. Um, it's an artifact vehicle. It's flying. When Aethersphere Harvester enters the battlefield, you get two energy counters, pay one energy. Aethersphere Harvester gains lifelink till end of turn. Crew one, it's a three-five. So it's three-five for three, crew one. Um, and I mean, I keep coming back to it. Initially, I was like, oh yeah, that's okay. And I keep coming back to it going, oh, that could be... That being able to get lifelink for a couple of times. Um, it's, it's the new smuggles copter. <laughs> maybe it's the new smugglers copter, that's the thing. It only costs three. You're able to give it lifelink, it crews for one, and it's flying. Uh, I just think it's good. I'm going to try and get this into my red white vehicles deck. Yeah, look, a three cost and a three five body, that's,
0: that's great, right? Mm. And it's got evasion with a flying.
1: And it's only crew one. And it's so only crew one. You could have a servo you fabricated or something like that, crew it up to block. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's the same sort of thing. Like with, with Smugglers' Copters, like no effort to get it to get it out there. So when you get when it enters the battlefield, you get two energy. You can pay one energy, and it gains life link until end of turn. I don't even know if you really care about that so much, you know. But if if you did, you know, like, that's that's not bad. You're only paying one energy, and you're going to get three back every time. It's one of those. You know, when you get your flying cards out there and they smash in there, and you maybe get two two turns where you go like bang bang, and there's nothing opposing. Maybe you go in hits, again. Yeah. Even this guy, you could give him lifelink and just, and just throw him into another creature and, and, and trade and you're going to get three life out of it and you've just put yourself
1: nine, nine life in front. Um. Or you even know, just can... getting it back. If you're kind of running that red-white vehicle aggro kind of thing, that's you know you usually don't have space for any any life gain in there. But if you get a flying vehicle, which so you're I buffing never, with power and stuff like that, you're, you know,
0: I think I think that's one of the you know one of the the things that I was I've sort of learnt over doing this podcast was not to play cards for the life gain. You know you should be playing cards that uh, just destroy and do getting a message. That's the that's no, it Sorry,
1: it's because I it uh, was that's... not able to do for the button I pressed. It was Kai's... Like I can't do.
0: Guy's computer saying, I approve of Aether
1: Sphere Harvester. Pudding Yeah, it's the uh, yeah, rise of the machines, truly. Mm. I think that's a strong pick. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm going to try and get this and, and work it into some other stuff. There might be some crazy stuff in Amon Ket. This might be something, something that breaks open later. At least mm. it pays for its own uh, life gain for a couple of turns. So yeah. I just save that energy if I'm not doing anything else with it. Save that energy until uh, I'm getting an unblocked attack. Pay the energy at instant speed and get the lifelink.
0: Yeah, it doesn't generate any more energy. Is you know after it's got that initial two, but that's you know kind oh, of goodbye. incidental because yeah, you might not necessarily be using it. I think look if you're um, if you're uh, just using it for a three cost three five flyer, that's all right. Yeah.
1: What else have we got? Um, so I'm struggling because it's not on any uh, goddamn things that I look up right now, but. There's So there's two versions of Tezzeret. Oh, sorry, Tezzeret Master of Metal. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is the intro deck Tezzeret, who I would hazard to bet is better than the <laughs> yeah, actual that, Tezzeret. There's Tezzeret,
0: um, Tezzeret the Schemer. Yeah, so Tezzeret
1: the Schemer is the actual one. Yeah. It's slightly nicer art. Two, yeah. a blue and a black. Uh, plus one, create a colorless artifact token named Ethereum Cell. With tap, sacrifice this artifact add one mana of any color to your mana pool. That's kind of useful for plus one. Yeah. Uh, minus two, target creature gets plus X minus X until end of turn when X is the number of artifacts you control. And minus seven, you get an emblem Without the beginning of combat on your turn, target artifact you control becomes an artifact creature with... Base power and base toughness, 5-5. Five five. So you can turn all your artifacts into 5-5 five five at the beginning of combat. Whereas Tezzeret Master, Master of Metal, Metal. Yeah. is four blue and black, so much more expensive. This is the guy we saw real early
0: on in spoilers as well. I yeah, we thought, oh, crap, what's the main one going to be
1: like? And, uh, and then here we go, reveal cards from... So plus one, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. So that's kind of like a half assed uh, cascade for an artifact. That's, and he that's comes brilliant. in with
0: five loyalty, so he's pretty tough.
1: Minus three, target opponent loses life equal to the number of artifacts you control. Ooh, if you're running a Fabricate <laughs> deck or uh, even an Animation Modules deck like I am. Uh, or or and, they're improvising like crazy, you've got a whole bunch of guys that you're going to be yeah. tapping. Uh, or even a Vehicles deck, and you can somehow fix for a bit of blue and black in there. That'd be crazy. That's always the thing. How many times? How many vehicles do you play even in a Vehicles deck? Two, I know, I know. I know. Two, so I'm just putting three. it out there because they're artifacts, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Negate. Uh, gain control of all artefacts and creatures target opponent controls. So you could steal no. their whole side of the board for minus eight. And so you play him, spend three turns plus on him, or, or you use your uh, you know, opponent loses life and you gain life for and that, creatures. that next three. Uh, that's uh, and that's much better than the actual Tezzeret. So much he, more expensive, but much better. He comes in at five. You
0: plus one him is six straight away. So you, the put your opponent's got two turns to deal with it. Otherwise, he has nothing.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, you're just sucking his life away with servos and uh, and you mm. know, workshop assistants and things like that. So yeah, you'll just see what's is in that deck. six.
0: Yeah. You oh, I don't know if the rest of the deck will back it up. Maybe this is just a way for them to sell a lot of intro decks and say, "Hey, look, Tezzeret." He's, he's
1: he's awesome. Look at my intro decks we sold.
0: Yeah, you've got you got your pro players going. Oh man, i have just got to go get myself four intro decks so I can play this yeah. thing. What we have we got?
1: Um, so one I like uh, as well is Maverick Thopterist.
0: All right, what color is that?
1: Three are blue and a red. Okay, so it's a multicolour. Yeah, creature, human artificer. He's improvised, so you can in theory pay him for just blue and red if you got some spare yeah, servos yeah. or thopters around. Yeah. Uh, when Maverick Thopterus enters Battlefield, create two 1-1 colour stop artifact creature tokens with flying. You need him earlier to pay for himself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> almost in a way, <laughs> don't you? But... Um... I like this. If you had any, anything else cheap going on, if you're running some Fabricate or something like that, you're going to be able to play, them, play him for a bit less. Uh, to be honest, I really like this for a total non-game reason. It is Aspiring Aeronaut from uh, many sets ago. Right. The artist, same artist, I believe, and he has said that the <laughs> child in the picture of Aspiring Aeronaut, he looks like 10, 11 years old, yeah, yeah. is Maverick Thopterus. They are the same oh, person, right. and it's like he grew up and he joined the Rebellion and all that So he knew stuff. about Kaladesh all those years ago. Well, isn't that one of those things we've seen all these <laughs> things from Kaladesh all this time? Gear apart, eighth degree and all the rest of it. Chandra, <laughs> yeah, okay. just okay. never been there. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll give you know, up. It's like, hey, Chandra, where are you from? Oh, a place you never heard of. Yeah, whatever. So even even if you don't get any
0: improvise, say he's five costs, five total mana costs for a two-two, and you get two, two, so you get a four-four on the board, and two two of that is in the air.
1: Yeah, It could widen the board quite a bit. It could be uh, maybe not a game winner, but a game. Worst changer. case
0: scenario is, is not too bad. Yeah. Well, it could create a whole bunch of yeah blockers for you with the the thopters yeah yeah It's uncommon you're gonna see a few of them
1: yeah yeah all right Is I don't that know but that's like? just me yeah. I'm, yeah, that's yeah. me liking it for total non-gameplay reasons
0: yeah sure well, that's allowed
1: don't you like anything Dave
0: yeah yeah I like loads of stuff for like non gamer reasons like my eyes are, are immediately drawn to the fact that they've got um, an angel and a demon like going head to head in the mythic department mm. we've got exquisite archangel. They're both seven costs. It's like they're just mirror images of each other. So the white one is Exquisite Archangel. It's five and two planes for a creature that's an angel. It's got flying, as you would expect. If you would, lose, if you would lose the game, instead exile Exquisite Archangel and your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Sounds a bit like... But it's a 5-5. It's five, five. So it's a 5-5 five, flyer five, five for seven. And if it's alive when you lose... You'd
1: get 20 life back. I'm wondering if this is either, A, a nod to Commander in some kind of way, that it's, it seems like a card that's going to fit into long game things much more. Right. Uh, particularly, I don't know if any cards like this exist, but it's like, oh, pay X amount of your own life to this like, could make smash your opponent for the same amount. And two out you go, of giant games go even longer. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but So, you know, if you had some way to burn your own life points to damage your opponent, that could be a real... You don't lose, but they lost all their life points, so they lose. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it could go you in mean. that pile of Phyrexian unlife. Um, and then I'll, I'll pick the opposite one. That, the Herald uh, of Anguish. The Herald of Anguish. Yeah. So it's just landing in a marketplace. Everyone seems unbothered. Like, yeah. Hello, I'm, I'm here to bring you some anguish. Look, stuff goes down. You know, this is a magic plane. Yeah, they're Dem- just like, ah, another one. Um, Dem- demons are going to be around. He's five black black, but he's got improvise. improvise. Mm. Uh, he's flying, because he's got big wings in the picture. Yeah, uh, as he's opposed also to, a five five. Uh, he's also a five five, as opposed to glintness Crane, which is a bird but can't fly. Oh, sorry, no, uh, the peacock. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you can make him with a, what is yeah. it, a, a blue? Uh, anyway, at the beginning of your end step, each opponent discards a card. Mm. Uh, one and a black, sacrifice an artifact, target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. I'm wondering if this fits into something fabricate-y, black, white, fabricate black-white fabricate, because you can improvise them out. So as long as you've got the two black, you can uh, improvise them out for a lot cheaper uh beginning of your end step each opponent discards a card so you can pressure their hand a little bit mm. uh awful uh, and for one and a black not tapping so you can do it straight away sacrifice an artifact target creature gets uh, minus two minus two till end of turn so that's the only
0: demon theme thing that he has isn't it it's like sack, sack a creature usually these demons are like here have a great thing but it's gonna make this life miserable yeah. for you along the way yeah, he pay five really... life every turn i exist or something. yeah exactly yeah. he doesn't really have that and he's got improvise. so you could get him cheaper than the angel Considering you saw like these mirror images are yeah. so But the Angel's go.
1: ability is... Look, crazy. I don't know if anyone's going to build a deck around it, but I feel, whereas I feel like this guy actually does some work. Discard cards, yeah, destroy... Know, but, you, you know, you know not, how not that sort of
0: those cards that do things like Exquisite Archangel, you know, it's like, get 40 life, win the game. You know, that sort of... Or have 250 cards in your in your oh, deck, yeah. you know. It's like, oh, but really? I, I don't want to play a game that goes... Does what exquisite archangel does really? They're really getting into those. You know, you know. Remember, um, it was a Guillermo del Toro movie. It might have been ray Hellra- No, not Hellraiser. Hellboy. Um, Hellboy. And it's like the Hellboy two. And there's a guy, and he's got the big uh, sort of fan. Oh, it's, it's a woman, I think. It's got a big fan. She's got no eyes, and it's like it looks like a.
1: That's Hellboy's death. Is that and most it's like a, it, that fan yeah. thing is actually where all the eyes are and the eyes are all on the edges of the wings. Yeah, so that's one. Closer to biblical representation of angels described as having eyes oh. on the wings. And
0: Since like that, that. that happened, uh, loads, of, loads of that's appeared in, uh, in pop culture, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, humans, we're programmed to, to, to look for eyes in faces. So if we have faces without eyes, uh, particularly creepy ones, we get, all, we get all weird about that, don't we? So yeah, so that exquisite archangel, maybe not so exquisite. Yeah, well, I mean, it certainly highlights the otherworldliness of it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. From a place where you do, you don't need eyes, where you're going, as they say in Event Horizon. All right. What what, what else have we got? Look,
0: if you if you go to if you stay in black, you get and you end up with a couple of uh, cards that uh, feature Yahini or Yeheni, Uh You know, which is yeah, you know, we talked about in the in the flavor flavor magic pods. Uh, he's, he's an undying partisan. If you look at Yahini, Undying Partisan, which is two on a swamp for a 2 2 with haste, whenever a creature an opponent controlled dies, put a plus one plus one counter on Yahini because that's him zapping up the ether and getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice another creature. Yahini gains indestructible on in turn of turn. He's a bad bastard. Look at him. I I got the impression he was a bit of a soft touch in the, in the story.
1: What if? Yeah, yeah well, I mean. Look whole, at him now, he's gone bonkers. I'm sucking all your life out, yeah, darling. have a pipe, there's um, looks like. There's
0: it. probably somebody, I can't, I can't make out the person there, but yeah.
1: But, uh, well, you know, someone that just annoyed him, I guess. Um, it was hidden inside a pipe. Yeah, it, even, even the thing says the time for subtlety is over, darling, so I'm just going to grab you by the face and suck all your life out. Um, I This darling talk, come on. I immediately want to jam this. into So this is part of a cycle. Yeah. Um, there's this. There is yeah, should, Kari Zev. We talked about. Yeah. There's uh, Baral, chief of compliance. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the other ones. There's a white one and uh, Sram uh, senior edificer. Is that, he part of it? Because yep. Sram e- senior edificer and Rishkar. Yeah. Uh, in Pima the green renegade. One. And they all have a matching expertise card. We've talked about Yeheni's expertise in the past. And they all have have kind of a half assed cascade effect. So Yeheni's expertise was all creatures get minus three, minus three until end of turn. You may cast a card with converted mana cost three or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. In theory, I guess you play Yeheni's expertise and then you play Yeheni Undying Partisan. But um, uh, my theory with Yeheni Undying Partisan is that you run that in a black-white Fabricate deck, sack a Servo or a Thopter to Yeheni to make him indestructible, and then play Fumigate. Gain all that life for all the oh. destroyed creatures and chuck a zillion tokens on
0: him. <laughs> Whenever a creature an opponent control dies. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, nice combo, Kai. Copyright me. If you played against me in a game, I'll sue you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll like it. Yeah, that's cool. Because there's definitely two cards you want to pick up if you, if you had them. I just, I just can't get over the flavor. I mean, even in Yahini's expertise, he looks a bit weak.
1: But Yahini, Undying Partisan, man, dynamism. Well, in Yehini's expertise, there's two dead blokes and there's another guy who's on the ground and he's just casually sucking his life out as he walks past. That's that's pretty badass. The
0: consulate pushed me to my limit, darling, and this is the result. He's all sort of displacing responsibility there, isn't it? But as we discussed before the pod, it's all choices, Yehini.
1: It's like, uh, you know, it just makes me want to play Talking Heads and just be like, psycho killer, (laughs) run, run, (laughs) run away.
0: He's gone bonkers. Is there any other of these cards that jump out of you? Are these sort of expertise cards?
1: um it's the thing is they all have different costs i mean if i look into blue i'm gonna endeavor to yeah to
0: expertise yeah. Uh, return up to three so it's three and two islands for sorcery speed return up to three artifacts uh target artifacts and or creatures to their owner's hands you may cast a card with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying its mana cost
1: so that's you could put a, a, you know, a bomb-ass, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yeah. a nice uh, artifact creature or something like that with a good enter-the-battlefield effect and then play it again. Yeah. Because you put it back in your hand and then... Play it again. Play something with whatever cost, uh, four or less, without paying for it. Um, that's kind of... I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm wondering if this kind of half... I mean, it's not cascade. It's cast stuff for free. But um, this half kind of free thing, I'm just, oh, I, I'm just not quite sure what to do with that. Is it just so you can do two things? Is it well, just it's so returning three artifacts
0: and/or creatures to their owner's hands, and it doesn't have to be the same owner? You yeah. may cast a card with converted mana cost four or less from your hand without paying for its cost. So it's two things. So you could put Consulate Dreadnought back in someone's hand and kill bounce, off bounce three cards back to your opponent's hand, and then just cast and them. Then and play for, for free. free. Yeah, 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 could do too. Or, yeah, if you've got some sick end-of-the-battlefield effect on something that's four or less and it's out there already, you just bounce it into your hand if it's going to be, you know, have, have a
1: desirable effect. And then, uh, yeah, drop it back on the end-of-the-battlefield end of effect. Yeah. Um, another one that I'm quite interested in, as in I want to play it, is Mechanized Production. Right. Two blue-blue. Yeah, two blue-blue. Uh, enchantment aura. Enchant artifact you control. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact. Then if you control eight or my artifacts with the same name as one another, you win the game. So it doesn't have to be the one you've been cloning either. Yeah. So you could, I feel like I'm trying to see my way to making a lot of thopters or a lot of servos, hopefully eight of them, play (laughs) this, pass a turn and hope my opponent doesn't really think about that or I just refuse to block or I counter an explosion or something like that. And either way, it comes back to my turn. Just find a way to keep engineering myself back up to eight. But then again, I wonder if this is maybe more of a commander card. Certainly not going to play it in sealed or limited. That that copy something for eight. Eight
0: A token. And if you control eight or more artifacts, the same. Oh, so okay. So other sources could help you create those artifacts. It's not like you're casting this on turn four and then you've got to get to work making those thopters and you're going, there's another one. There's another So one. I could put this on animation turn 12. module or
1: something. Here we go. I won. You should have won by turn 12 already for yeah. other reasons. Then it says, then if you control eight or more artifacts of the same. So it doesn't have to be the one that it was copying. Like, then
0: if you control eight or more artifacts with the same name. No, it doesn't have to be the one you were copying. And it doesn't but, say
1: that there's a full stop between that and that at the beginning of your upkeep, which I think means if at any time you control eight artifacts of the same name, you win.
0: Oh, okay, well, it says then. I don't know. Then if you control it, if I say, you win the game. So it could all... I think it strikes me that it's all in the same paragraph, so it's all going to be at your upkeep.
1: Oh, true, yeah. but I
0: don't, I, I don't know. That's an interesting one. But the thing is, I think you need other cards supporting that this win condition. Yeah. If this is how you're going to do it, you want other things making those thopters.
1: And I mean, it's four, so maybe maybe uh, barrels Expertise casts that for free. Maybe you bounce some other stuff back to your opponent's hand. You play this for free. Yeah, Who time. knows? But... I like it, controls. but I, I don't know. I feel like I'd have to do a lot of work to make it work.
0: Yeah, it does. It feels it, that's exactly how it feels. Hey, look! At, look! Look at that on the end of the row. On the same row as that on uh, Magic Wizard dot com. It's negate.
1: Yeah, fancy yeah. that. He's back. Got to reprint that negate because yeah. it's, I'm, we were talking about this off mic. That I found it odd that they would obviously reprint this because the last negate was in uh, Battle for Zendikar and hmm. they've got to keep that back in, counter-target non-creature spell. Um, good if you're a blue player and you need to make sure that your stack is not interfered with uh, by, by insolent opponents. And, um, I mean, you know, as the thinking of blue players goes, uh, I'm surprised they didn't print this in Amonkhet, which is a bigger set. They you know wasted what? a slot in a small
0: update. I think I've just come up with a, another. Seven-lane hand is known as the uh, um, nucleus of MTG ideas. I think I've just got another one. Oh. Yeah, since the core cards have been just cancelled... Like we don't get corsets anymore, right? Mm. What we should have is like a a player's corset. It's just like, you know, like, or, you know, make it a fancier name, like, you know, a little, uh, like, what would be a, a good name for a small collection In of cards? In my head, I want to say
1: something like, you know, how you have EDC, like, everyday carry? It's like yeah, these yeah, things like that. With me all the everyday time.
0: Everyday cards. Yeah. EDC, everyday cards. <laughs> Done. Yeah, so Every deck at, cards. Yeah. Ah, oh, it better. And they're just coming like a little, little you know, uh, purse make it cost like a, what, a clip a clip 10 purse. bucks yeah. yeah and in there you've got 10 cards which are just they're just going to be a, they're here forever that is fine negate would be one of those cards you yeah. know maybe you would have yeah two cards from each color and, and they're just the, like these are just bog standard cards
1: murder would be the black one
0: yeah that would probably be there that's well, that's pretty yeah that's good
1: yeah. yeah i think there's a couple in every color that that would do that yeah easy. just
0: like some nice core removal that you can just you can always use that's fine yeah. We're happy with you always having a game. Anyway, Aether Revolt. Uh, any, any other cards you want to draw attention to? I've got one. That I, the last one I'd like to draw attention to. Okay, well, to.
1: I'll, I'll make my last point, and then you have your last point. Yeah, okay. Um, I w- am interested that this set only has one land. It is Spire of Industry. Oh, okay. Uh, tap, add colours to your mana pool. Uh, so add one diamond uh, to your mana pool. Tap, yeah. pay one life, add one mana of any colour to your mana pool. Activate this ability only if you control an artefact. Uh, I I find this quite interesting. I might make use of this. Um, but also, it's like I was just saying about Negate. Does that mean they're going to do some really weird lands in... Ket, or are we going to have to live with the the like Speedlands from Shadows over Innistrad of like oh show a mountain so it enters untapped, or <laughs> you know, or Spy Bluff Canal that's like because I've got low numbers rather than rather than a couple of basics already out like for Sunken Hollow and that kind of thing for Battle for Zendikar. So either we're going to see interesting lands in Ket
0: or or not at all, and we're going to be reliant on uh, on bridled growth and and stuff like yeah. that, like mana fixing within the the regular
1: cards. Because this is a pain land in the stricter sense of the term, isn't it? Pay a life, have whatever color you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, yeah, because it, it seems like
0: um, Aether. What is it? The, the the land Aether Vault? No, just the bog standard land from Kaladesh. Man, yeah, uh, Aether Hub. Aether Hub. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that one's going to be yeah. the all powerful. Play it, get an energy, use that energy, photo one. Yeah.
0: That's, I mean, that's so, so efficient.
1: Yeah. I wonder if, um, I actually had this thought earlier that because Amonkhet is ancient Egyptian themed from the two pieces of art we've seen, yeah. I wonder if maybe instead of having lots of whack lands, we'll have this new kind of artifact that's called like a monument or something because Egyptians are really into that, big statues and, and yeah. pyramids and stuff like that. And maybe they'll do interesting mannery things, but meh, speculation. Mm. All right, final one
0: for, for picks from, uh, from Aether Revolt. Is a little card that we saw a while ago called Dark Intimations. Intimations meaning a hint of something, you know. Got everybody excited. Screw what the cost of it is. Doesn't matter. It's rare. Who cares? It's a sorcery. Who cares? All right. There's some text. There's a paragraph. The second part of the the card says, When you cast a Bolas Planeswalker spell, Exile Dark Intimations, blah, blah, blah. And there's the rest of the card. There's uh, two words in there that says Bolas and Planeswalker making us all very excited about the fact that uh, Nicol Bolas might make an appearance in... Well, not might. He's definitely making an appearance in Aether Revolt. Uh, what's his card read like, uh, Kai?
1: So... <laughs> Didn't happen, it's, did it? Uh, yeah, it's... <sighs> what's happened there. Is I, this? I don't know. Is this like a pun that the card itself is an intimation of coming Nicol Bolas? And it's dark, so it's just a lie. Yeah, and I mean it's blue, black, red, so it's not that dark. It's pretty watery and fiery. Well, it's as lots well. of colors. Nickel
0: Bolas was all of them.
1: Well, true. Yeah. So, yeah he's a multicolored dude. Um, yeah, is it Ammon Cat? Is that what we're waiting on? I mean, I guess it's. It would be. Uh, I feel like we keep going to these new places. Kaladesh, and we're going to go Ammon Cat. Then we're going to go Atlasan. Yeah. And they're just going to use it as a backdrop for old characters. Is Atlan going to have like Dak Faden in it or something? Like, <laughs> um,
0: and, then, and then like a, a crap planeswalker like Sahili Rai. Oh, was she crap? Because now look at her. Oh, hey, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, remember, we all we all laughed so hard when a Sahili Rai came out. Now look at her. She's like, oh, I hope I get a Sahili Rai. Yeah, I'll
1: sell sell that on on eBay. But um, yeah, it's mm. it's either. I mean, for the minute, it will go in Commander decks, people who play Nicol Bolas Commander decks, for all right. the colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, of course, it goes back in time. Exactly. Um, or, yeah, or it's rather than just a hint of like, you know, where we had Kalidas and we were like, oh, zombies must be important in the next deck or something like that, there's <laughs> yeah. not very much zombies in Battle for Zendikar. Uh, and then, yep, here we are in Shadows of Industry. lots of zombies. It's just, yeah, I, it's just like, eh, eh, mm. Nicol Bolas, eh, eh? Yeah. All what
0: right. do you think about that? So, and, and just while we're talking planeswalkers, we got Ajani the Unyielding. Uh, in addition to Tezzeret the Schemer, who we talked about earlier on, Ajani. No surprise there. He's uh, green, white, uh, four, four, in a forest and a plains. He's mythic rare. His name's. He's a planeswalker. His name's Ajani. Comes in with <gasps> four, uh, four loyalty points. You can plus two him straight away. Uh, reveal the top three cards of your library. Put all non land permanent cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. You can neg two him to exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power. Or you can neg nine him in. Once he comes, he's going to be like six when he lands. You're going to have to do that two more times. Uh, put five plus one plus one counters on each creature you control, and five loyalty counters on each other planeswalker you control.
1: Hmm. Are we are we building up to some kind of oath of the super best friends, like deck <laughs> where you run like four different planeswalkers? But as I
0: said in the as I said in the intro, they sent Ajani out for Nissa's groceries. They yeah. don't think much I'll of saying grandma. Whatever. They should have sent your out there so he could just murder a few people in his way. To yeah.
1: Get some celery in back. Makes me think of a. Lord of the Nidosphere from Adventure Time, where he uh, refers to mortals as being like ants and he just walks along. And he's like stomping on ants, <laughs> sucking their souls, and he just gets the souls out of everything. That is, yeah, honey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Darling.
0: Darling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, all right, so that was, I, we, I think we've covered tick tick in every box there for, yeah, no nickel bolus and a few crazy combos. All right, well, why don't we do some f- flavor text? <laughs>
1: Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor
0: text. Flavor text. Flavor Text. Revolting Masterpieces. This is uh, a Aether Revolt Masterpieces. We're getting some more. There's uh, what? Maybe 12, 15 more? 22. 22. 22. Close guess. That's a neg one for me. Didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on two. The listener's on seven because he scored. It was perfect in the first round. It's remarkable. Uh, so you can't catch him or her. Uh, revolting mess. Master- let's make it. There on four. Okay, and you're on two. <sighs> revolting masterpieces all have flavor text. Here's the first one. Consider all confiscated items hostile until proven otherwise. And the confiscation that was that was said by the confiscation directive. Well, so it wasn't really said by anyone. It was just written in a book. Tezrat yeah. probably wrote it, scribbled in there, and yeah. All yeah,
1: Memo, facts to all the officers there is,
0: oh, I think that's the next one I was going to say there is another card with some um, Some flavour text on it And I think it's this one Which reads This device was submitted to the fair anonymously It is imperative that its maker be found We must understand it That is also A confiscation directive Oh man, so is the last one I should have made this Flavour text, confiscation directives That sounds better So this device was submitted to the fair anonymously. It's imperative that its maker be found. We must understand it. And the third one is top-performing automaton automaton combatants are to be seized and modified for service. Top-performing automaton combatants are to be seized and... Pens down! My God! Are to be seized and modified for service. That is a confiscation directive. All right, listener, you got it. You work cut out for you. Kai, Kai has pens down in a massive hurry. I think he knows his re- revolting masterpieces and his confis- and or his confiscation directives. What do you got for the first one? It's ornithopter. It is. It's a very yeah. ornithopter.
1: It's a. Isn't that like it's like a joke though, right? Assume it's hostile until otherwise, whatever. Because it's just ornithopter, it just flies around. Zero, zero, two yeah.
0: just system. buzzes around. Assume it's hostile until <laughs> 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 someone bumps just mildly it up. annoying. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Costs you nothing. You had to fly around, yeah. chump block a few 1-1 flyers.
1: Chuck it in a commander deck for the uh, untapped Nettle Drone.
0: Yeah, that's right. It could, oh, it could tap and make a flyer, a super flyer, at a higher level of the atmosphere.
1: Yeah. There's an infinite combo there for modern where you use retraction helix on the Ornithopter, And it gains, yeah, it's just crazy shit with a uh, Nettle Drone. No. Don't worry about it.
0: Question two. This device was submitted to the fair anonymously. It is imperative that its maker be found. We must understand it. What do you got? paradox engine paradox engine is yes <laughs> Oh, you're one for what two for two i should say that's a five cost uh, legendary artifact whenever you cast a spell untap all non-land permanents you control Whew. and the third one top performing automaton combatants it'll be seized and modified for service also very confident with this one what do you got arcbound ravager it's arcbound ravager you went three for three. Uh? Guess what? The listener went zero for zero. You've won.
1: Yes, I beat the listener. Stuck at listener
0: five four. <laughs> Arkhan Ravager Big is shit. too cost. Uh, not that anyone's playing these, are they? Is anyone, is anyone putting these in, in decks and being all posy and going masterpiece? Well, you, you may as go. well,
1: right? Because it's kind of it's hard to sell them on eBay for what you think they're worth. You have got to knock forty bucks off to yeah. stand a chance.
0: Oh, they are beautiful, though. I mean, like you could play your uh, Gearhulks and stuff like that. They're oh yeah, oh uh,
1: yeah. They're also oh, you can play masterpieces if they exist in this set. Because you couldn't play Expeditions because they were from old stuff.
0: Really? Yeah. Really? No. If but you though... open it in sealed as well, you can play it. Yeah. Arcbound Ravager's a two cost, zero, zero. Sacrifice now. In fact, put a plus one, plus one counter on Arcbound Ravager. Oh, it's got Modular 1.
1: Oh, let's look up what Modular does.
0: Modular 1. Is uh... this like an old... This must be from an, an old, old set.
1: Let's see. Modular...
0: What could that be? What can I make that? Mean? You can. Modular is a also.
1: keyword ability that allows artifact creatures to come into play with a number of plus one plus one counters yeah. and put those counters on another artifact creature when the creature goes to a graveyard. So it comes in with a plus one plus one counter on it, and when it dies, it can give one plus one plus one counter to another artifact creature when, oh, the, okay. when it goes to the graveyard. Okay. And you can sack other artifacts to put a plus one, plus one, okay? So you can make sure. And it was introduced in Darksteel and last used in Fifth Dawn. That's why we haven't heard of it. That's why we didn't know about module. Because it's from 100 magic years ago. Yes. 100 magic years.
0: They're like dog years. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Okay. Uh, Straight back with a bit of Hot Garbage. Hot Hot Garbage. garbage.
1: Um, Hot Garbage. Just the two of us today. Uh, What have you got? Uh, Kai Griffiths for hot garbage. It's the Felidar Guardian Saheli Rai infinite combo. How did that get through quality control? Oh, uh, they must play test at the office.
0: Kai Griffiths made? hot garbage. Uh, for myself, I'm going to go for dark intimations. Lie to us, you know, uh, insinuate something's happening and then not happening. That's hot garbage. That was hot garbage. Pretty garbagey.
1: Oh,
0: thanks, mate. Oh, nice. Uh, 375 mils of uh, ether here. I hope Yehini doesn't come around and see me doing that. <laughs> Man, I'm really getting used to this uh, Kaladesh. It's pretty good walking around. It's a bit balmy. But, um... so it's around about now, I'd, uh... guess I'd spot, um... The Mage, but... It seems like... What time is it? Yeah. Should be here. But, um... I don't, don't think anything's gonna happen. No, Aaron Graham. So just came back.
1: Yeah, couldn't find the bus.
0: Yeah, wasn't it near enough to Acapulco. Those uh, the, the thong bikini uh, <laughs> speedos that he's <laughs> just, wearing. He's going to look <laughs> awful
1: <laughs> out of place in Atlazan if it's like an ancient, uh, ancient like Maya or Aztec thing. And he's like, he "Hey was. guys, South America!" And he's like, "In his name. Hey.
0: But he'll have the amazing Egyptians in uh, you know, a complexion. Uh,
1: well, true for amon Cat, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, oh, we mentioned. Look, I've got down here. and who's that? Tim Tabor uh, tuned in, or we mentioned him earlier on about the um, Harrison Ford blader on Indiana Jones hand solo. Death, death, death. You know, lots of uh, good comment, good commentary on there. We got the uh, a lot of people tuning in to vote for their favourite android so get on that.
1: Can I can I uh, specifically point out that? Uh, yeah, Jason Conlan. Why yeah. would you vote for Bishop? Given that you know def- definition of uh, biting the hand that feeds you, isn't it like well, an android like that Bishop. works to destroy humans? That's the
0: one that should have been on there in the first place. When I said to Matt, put put the put that uh, android that's on uh, in aliens is is great. Yeah, but you may as well have said put that one robot from Star Wars. It doesn't yeah, narrow, I know. Yeah, does it? I know. I didn't narrow it down too much, but I was imagining it in my head.
1: Should have put K two S O. No, he's not android. It doesn't look like a human. No, it no, doesn't fit the rule.
0: Anyway, the obvious answer, and I, I believe you're fully on board. This is. Uh, Roy Batty for 2017, yeah. is uh, get on there and vote for... Actually, yeah. Don't go and make your own choice, whatever you feel like. Just go on there and vote for Roy. We'd like to see Roy win because this is what's going to happen. In about a fortnight's time, it's going to be the board games podcast. Jamie and Matt are going to be here. We're going to record the podcast and they're going to be smug as shit if Data wins. And yeah. that's, that's not going to be good.
1: He's just not a good robot. Roy Batty, much better. Just trust yeah. us. Roy Batty's better.
0: He's infinitely better. Um... And, oh, when you when you do comment, if we, if, and if you vote for Roy, I'll read you out, and you can get one of uh, the new Hypermagic Nerd Badges, which are not just Hypermagic Nerd Badges now. I think there's a... Hang on. There's a whole box of them over here. Oh, I can't grab oh,
1: it. Seven Land Hand Advertising Tools.
0: Advertising Tool Badge. And uh, there's another one. Oh, Hot Garbage Bag Badge. Hot garbage Badge. Hot Gar Badge, yeah. Uh, you can win one of those. There's, I think there's about eight Hypermagic Nerd Badges left. So, actually... If you get mentioned, you could probably, like, when you write to us, you could just say, oh, I'd like this one, and might even send that one out to you. Yeah.
1: But if you, uh, you know, vote for data, then we'll just no. we'll send you a photo of uh, you David owe us, flipping you the bird. You owe us a,
0: a badge, and that's how we can restock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you're a, if you previously won a hypermade Nerd badge and you voted for data, <laughs> give it back. <laughs> yeah, give it <laughs> back. Taking it back. Yeah, we want it back now. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's uh, Matt and Jamie don't endorse that. Um frost At all, but yeah, we do, and we're in control of the pod right now. Yeah, I don't see anyone else here. Yeah,
1: yeah, this must be how Tezrat felt. He's like, I don't see anybody else at the top of the do what the hell I want. The spire, yeah, <laughs> what I say
0: goes, who <laughs> just grab all that crap? That's all mine now. Yeah, mine, mine, <laughs> mine.
1: Is that the plot of Elmo's adventure in whatever that movie <laughs> that guy that touches everything? He's like, That's mine. Is it Elmo's adventure? Ah, oh, whatever it's called. Elmo's magical adventure in such what, a What, The Sesame Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, an um, Elmo centric movie they did a long time ago. No,
0: nah, I haven't seen any Elmo movies. Win New Angeles, you can win, that's a board game, New Angeles, by leaving a comment on the post for episode 83, still pinned to the top of the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful game. You've got to have a look inside this box, man, you've got to have a, got to have a play of this. Totally not the sort of game I thought I would like, because it was a bit area control, wheelery, dealery thing, but the wheeling and dealing is the fun thing, because mm. you have uh, to sell the idea that you're looking after the city and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, let's look after the city. But everybody equally has their own hidden agenda and um, that's what you're trying to get across the line. So it's like local council politics in the future. Yeah, because you're trying to line your own pockets with the credits, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, uh, exactly. that's, that's how you win, that's your victory points, is uh, having the most money in your pockets. So, so New Angeles is old kleptocracy. Exactly. Mm. Um. We'll be back next fortnight with our review of Blood Rage and a couple of pro tips for that and passwords for how to win the get well, how to get 10% off the game and uh, we'll ruin it with a Matt's quiz, uh, much as we did today with one of our magic quizzes. But um, yeah, Blood Rage is going great. I'm like a, a little child at the moment, just enjoying the world of uh, Norse mythology and we got the... Oh no, it's, it's gone back up from, up to the house. It was in the pod here. Um, we got it on a Kickstarter Ooh. So we've got, oh, yeah, every week it's like, let's play a million expansions. Let's just open them all. Boom, boom, boom. And we've got all these, uh, you know, different like Fenrir and these mountain, mm, the mystic great mountain eats trolls.
1: Yeah, yeah, he starts off um, Ragnarok.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wherever you put him.
1: It's, once you eat the moon, it's Twilight of the Gods. That's Ragnarok. Yeah.
0: Oh, and that's Ragnarok is Twilight yeah, yeah. of the Gods. Yeah, I've, Ragnarok. I've done my reading. Ragnarok happens, you'd be right into this game. It's, it's yeah. bloody good, man. You have to. Does it have the Nidhogg here? Uh, what? Give the us a worm clue. that
1: eats at the roots of the world tree.
0: Oh, it's got Yggdrasil. That's where the, the big tree, yeah, is. the world tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a big worm though knocking around the joint.
1: Oh well, I'll be interested to see you, uh, you guys play and review it. Maybe yeah. it'll reveal itself in the fullness of time. I'll, sh-
0: I'll show you the pile of plastic on the way out. It's very impressive.
1: Oh, it's a miniatures game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh
0: amazing miniatures too. I mean, then. yeah, no, it's it's bonkers good. And yeah look out for that one next month. And what have we got? Oh, and next month. This is the word where we use a comprehensive review of Aether Revolt. You know why it's going to be comprehensive?
1: Aaron will be back. and I. Th- yeah, Aaron will be back, yeah, and yeah. I think there'll be a pro tour that Aaron will talk about. So all, maybe that's the secret. Maybe all of Aaron's knowledge is secondhand. Oh, he's so he's going to go to a pro tour. Is he going to a pro tour? Before? I don't think he's going to, but there will have been one. And I'm oh, sure okay. we'll see some Aether Revolt action in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's has well, been the, the you know, pre-release, there'll be the release... A few rounds of drafting being played with the Aether Revolt set. We'll find out what's good. See if any of those cards stand up. You know that he said were good. Mm. Maybe maybe the cards that he said were garbage uh, comes back, and you uh, you might be proven right. Yeah, it uh, would uh, it
1: would make my day for Caught in the Brights to be a total piece of shit. <laughs> but it's got a funny title, Caught in the Brights. Yeah, nah. It's like the Gremlin said it. It was
0: good in the Yeah. I uh, mean, there's some, like... There's like a Muppet We gremlin. didn't
1: make fun of Glint Sleeve's life in it, though, because there's Glint Sleeve artisan that's like, shine yeah. bright, bolts tight. Yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah. make fun of Glint Sleeve's life. The dwarf artificer.
0: Yeah. What, what? What's that guy? His, is he Glint He's Sleeve? He's a human rogue.
1: Oh, okay. You don't mess with rogues, I'll stab you.
0: Glint Sleeve. Well, mate, that's interesting, isn't it? Glint Sleeve. They're wearing uh, the same fashion. The dwarves and the humans are wearing the same fashion, obviously.
1: I think it just means that you have a... Uh, Shiny armored or cybernetic arm. Oh, right. Because their right arm in this one is uh, cybernetic as well. Same as I think the Scrappers all have, um, uh, like, they've built things onto themselves. Like, the Scrappers have got, like. Well, is a bit of both, or is, is teseret, or is
0: he a glint sleeve
1: Tezzeret or is he. No, he's Master of Metal, didn't, don't you remember? Yeah, that's a
0: great title, isn't
1: it? He's got his, it's not metal, it's Ethereum, I bet. It'd be you.
0: great if he was flipping the horns and he was wearing a Metallica t shirt or something like that. Oh. Well, he's got Dread, so it has to be Rage Against Machine
1: a <gasps> oh. machine in an artifact nah. set. Ah.
0: Seven land hand nucleus of ideas. All right, I think. Well, we're just that's it, about it isn't it? Oh, well, what have I put here? Uh, hopefully, uh, Aaron will be back here, well rested, who might be able to weak and geek to us about his bicycle riding. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, he learned to ride a bike. Well, he got a bike. It's it um, Christmas. He got his first bike, and he learned how to ride it. He learned how to ride a bike. This now, is like the guy that you're 20, your, This is the guy you're getting your magic uh, advice from. He just learned to ride a bike.
1: Well, he's too busy playing magic, not riding bikes.
0: Exactly. That's how hardcore he is. Mm. Yeah. All right. He didn't, and oh, you know what he's going to discover next? All the junk cards. He'll be able to put them in his spokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll be next. He'll come in and be so, hey, guys. Guess what you can do with your junk cards? Yeah, yeah, we know. We're totally, we're pro tour on the, on the,
1: on the, just spoke flickering thing. Whereas I'll be like, am I doing it right? And I'll have a bunch of masterpieces like jammed in my spokes. <laughs> this is your dream, isn't it? And everyone's it? just like, ah! We're gonna open up a YouTube channel where we
0: destroy masterpieces and expeditions and stuff like that. Yeah, boy. And, and wreck cards. And, and, and yeah, somehow. And dreams.
1: And, wreck cards and dreams. And this
0: is how we're gonna make our millions by destroying expensive cards. Because people are going to. Toothpaste companies
1: are going to sponsor that channel, right? Yeah. Well, so not far? toothpaste. I mean, we just Caral need, like, whatever, whoever sponsors people on Twitch. Like, we'd just be on Twitch and be like, yeah, we're going to do a 10-hour stream of, like, destroying... <laughs> 10 hours. Uh, destroying oh, uh, pieces. That's a lot or of Or finding weapons. them and wow. then destroying
0: them. All right, well, this is going down the drain fast. Maybe we we'll just say good night. See you later.